serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Renegades looking to snap a skid. They're on the losing end of now five straight and their last win came last Thursday against Chillicothe. Will tonight be the night they snap that skid? We'll have the coverage all night for you as we wait to find out in a game here in Sedalia between the Renegades and the Bombers that has been delayed, but it looks like we're just a few minutes away from first pitch. So welcome in, everyone. Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday evening. Thanks for spending it with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel will bring you tonight's coverage for the second straight night. And Bryce... Even though the Renegades lost 9-8, I think there were some good takeaways on a positive note. Number one is how well Cole Wagner played in a relief role. Asked to do a whole lot. He went three innings, and he's a real big weapon, I think, for this bullpen now moving forward. Absolutely. Such a surprise for the end of the season. And uh, while last night there was a few bright spots, I think he shined the brightest in uh, coming out of the bullpen and being a huge piece. Well, Wagner pitched three innings, gave up two hits and no runs. And for the, the Renegades lost in 12 innings. If not for Wagner's efforts, who knows how many bullpen arms the Renegades would have had to use. A bullpen that really doesn't have a whole lot of arms to begin with because they're in the middle of a stretch of 12 games in 11 days. And as they've reached the end with more arms hurt and other guys not being around, it's been tough. But Renegades are going to have to keep powering through that. Some bright spots on the offense last night. Adonis Forte had a couple base hits. He had a double and a triple. Andrew Imgarn had a three-run home run, his first of the season. Also drove in two more with a single in the seventh inning. 
Jack Matishek scored a run, reached once. And at the bottom of the order, Colby Ott and then especially Taylor Hopkins continuing to get it done. Hopkins from the ninth spot reached three times last night and scored two runs. Absolutely. There was uh, definitely some bright spots. Uh, Tommy Ruther, Ruther, my apologies, uh, his first at bat with the team this year, striped a ball in the center field, and I look for him batting tonight in the four spot to uh, bring that same uh, slash hitting, I would call it. I don't know if there's much power in that bat, but the slash hitting to get this offense started. So to set, this, set to the stage now for this evening, the Renegades sit at 15-22, and 22, the Bombers at 19-20. and 20. Bombers are in second in the South Division currently, the Renegades in third. And the Renegades had a chance to clinch a playoff spot last night with a win. They would have knocked Nevada out and set their sights playoff bound, but they were not able to do that. And we do not believe that they're able to do it tonight because Renegades, if they win and have Nevada lose tonight, they would move to three games up with three to play. But the Renegades and the Griffins split an even 4-4 record against each other on the season. And so we'd have to wait to figure out what the next tiebreaker would be. So we'll, we'll be a little bit of scoreboard watching tonight as the Nevada Griffins are taking on the Carroll Merchants. Not an easy task for them as the Renegades know they do not fare well against Carroll. But Renegades, yeah, looking to get off the schneid. And if they if they lose this game tonight and Nevada wins, just a one-game difference with three to play, it really is a lot more nerve-wracking than I'm sure anyone with the Renegades thought that this last week was going to be. Absolutely. I feel a sense of urgency with the club right now. I think they know the stakes and know that, like you said, they need to stop the skid. A win tonight in Sedale would be great. And also maybe give some confidence for the hopeful what looks to be first-round playoff matchup versus these two clubs on Monday. Yeah, like you mentioned, Joplin has a pretty good stronghold on the number one seed in the South Division, and if they end up clinching that, they will have a bye through the wild card round and then host the divisional round, which would leave these two teams, the Bombers and the Renegades. If the Renegades can clinch, that's a big if, to play here at this ballpark next Monday evening after an off day Sunday. And as you mentioned, could maybe mean some confidence. The Renegades have played the Bombers well this season overall. Last time they met was last Friday, the 15th. The Renegades lost 4-3. to But the Renegades have won in this ballpark so far this season. They had a 6-5 win. I believe they had another win against Sedalia at home. Overall, a team that they have played close, though, so we'll see if they can do it again tonight. Once again, this game is delayed or expected to start right around 7-15, although it's 7-10, and we haven't even started a lineup introduction. So that doesn't leave me with a whole lot of hope. Pretty good turnout here at Day Field as the Renegades are playing their 18th away game of the season. All the players look ready to go. Maybe it was an umpire issue because we were never giving a reason. But considering it's five minutes to first pitch and I don't see any umpires, I would have to guess that's why. And as we sat through four hours of baseball last night, I think you and I are just ready to get things going here this evening. Absolutely. I'm ready to uh, see what the Renegades got tonight. I always talk about fast starts, but tonight, you know, we, we got off to a fast start last night. So tonight I'm just looking for consistency, with, especially with the bats in the lineup. Uh, some hot and cold stretches from what I've seen these past couple of weeks, and it hasn't resulted in wins. So just some consistent, put the ball in play, and uh, try to scratch the runs across to beat the Bombers tonight. Well, the Renegades are going to need their starting pitcher, Drew Voss, to work deep into this ball game because their bullpen has been used a lot lately, having to play at least 12 innings twice in the last couple of days. So their arms are kind of shot, and that's kind of why we saw Andrew Imgarn have to pitch the final inning last night. Otherwise, Renegades just didn't really have a whole lot of other players to use after Wagner had went three innings. You're not going to ask a starting left fielder to go much longer than that, considering he had made two previous pitching appearances as both teams continue to throw on each baseline, but still nothing in terms of umpires are meeting at the home plate uh, home plate area, so I don't even think at this rate we're getting started at 7.15, and I'm just going to 
make an executive decision that we will take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment for lineups and hopefully a little bit closer to first pitch. You're listening to Renegades pregame here on the Show Me Sports Network. We'll be right back. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Woodbat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel back with you on the Show Me Sports Network Renegades pregame show. Once again, I hope everyone is enjoying their Wednesday evenings here on this July the 20th. Renegades in the home stretch of their regular season. Just a couple more games before a hopeful playoff appearance before the, for the Renegades. But it will take a couple good games of baseball for Jefferson City if they want to clinch that spot, leading the final wild card spot by just three games are the Renegades. Excuse me, just two games are the Renegades with four to play, including tonight. Nevada taking on Carroll. So we'll have to do a little bit of scoreboard watching there because the Griffins are the team that is directly behind the Renegades in the standings. Still no signs of umpires here at Dayfield as I don't think we're going to get this game underway at 7.15 like we thought a couple of minutes ago. As uh, We'll just have to sit tight and hope that they arrive here shortly. Both teams kind of just huddled up around their dugouts. Some players I don't even think have their jerseys on yet, which tells you about all you need to know about how close this game is to getting started. Renegades looking to improve to 16 and 22. They were as good as 15 and 17 about a week ago before this skid really started. Last Thursday was the last time they took a win, and since they've gone lost 4-3 to Sedalia, 11-3 to St. Joe, 5-4 to Joplin, 7-6 to Nevada, and then 9-8 to Nevada once again. So th four out of the five losses have been by a run, and then the other was above. But just a team right now that just can't get over the hump, especially closing out games. No, and... Uh got to stop the slide and the funny thing is is I they haven't been playing bad baseball you know not a lot of errors or whatnot just can't seem to close out games here as uh, a couple extra inning losses against Joplin and then Nevada last night um, seems to be the problem so I think uh, end of the season bullpen arms running out I think uh, it's starting to catch up with the Renegades but hopefully they can figure it out with some new arms in here tonight. 
Well, let's preview tonight's starting pitchers. Taking mound for the Renegades will be the right-hander Drew Voss. Last saw him in the game against the JC Legends. He pitched and then actually played right field. And that was the last time we saw him on a mound for the Renegades. Bryce, you want to give us a little bit of breakdown on the right-hander tonight for Jefferson City? Absolutely. Drew Voss has three Mink League appearances. Has only pitched four innings with the 6.75 ERA. So I'm sure... Coach Mike and the Renegades tonight are hoping Voss can go a little bit deeper into this game to try to save some bullpen arms, and uh, I'm sure Voss is looking forward to go deep into a game and uh, really help out this Renegades squad. Well, it looks like we've got one home plate umpire emerged from the dugout. Don't know where the field umpire is, just one so far. Usually both meet at home plate with both head coaches. Hopefully that happens here in just a moment. Both Sedalia head coach and now Renegades coach Mike D'Amelio have emerged from the dugout to meet with the one umpire that we have and hoping that we're going to see another one emerge in just a moment as we're already 16 minutes behind scheduled first pitch and times are ticking as the longer we wait to get this thing underway. Renegades and the Bombers here at Day Field is some interdivision play. This will be the last time that the two teams face off as the Renegades will then have Joplin twice in a row at home tomorrow and Friday and then wrap up the season on the road with Chillicothe on the road. And as I think we're finally ready just about to get things going, let's give you these starting lineups for Renegades and Bombers. For the visiting Renegades, here's how Coach Demir will line them up. Jack Matischek will lead off for the Renegades. New spot for him. We've seen him most often this season hitting third or fourth but tonight he's in leadoff spot. Cole Weiner last night pitched and DH. He's hitting second once again for the Renegades. Andrew Imgarden last night, one of the big bats for the Renegades, had five runs batted in and a three-run home run. He's at third base batting third tonight. Tommy Reether made his Renegades debut last night with a double in his first at bat. He hits cleanup and plays center field. Carter Growing, the first baseman for the Renegades, is hitting fifth. Caden Deal, new addition to this Renegades roster, is in right field, hitting sixth, followed by Colby Ott, the second baseman for the Renegades, batting seventh. Joe Hersler is behind the dish, hitting eighth, followed by Taylor Hopkins in the number nine spot. And like we mentioned, Drew Voss is on the mound. Want to get a little bit of a preview to Caden Deal, who's in the number six spot in right field. He's 5'10, 170 pounds, sophomore at Northwest Missouri State. Hills from O'Fallon, Missouri. So we'll see how he does tonight in his Renegades debut. One more time to the order. Matashek, Wagner, Imgarden, Reether, Gorling, Deal, Ott, Herschler, and Hopkins. Bryce, one player looking forward to tonight. I believe your pick to click last night was Matashek. Who are you looking towards this evening? Tommy Reether. I loved his first at-bat last night. And I think uh, second game got a, a lot of at-bats under his belt. I think five last night in the extra inning game. So I think he'll be ready to go and ready to help this Renegade squad out. Well, now let's go to the home Sedalia Bombers just a moment away from taking the field as it looks like we've got lineup introductions. And the way we're going, we may just be rolling with one umpire because it looks like we're about ready to go and there still is no sign of a second umpire to take the field. Maybe we'll see a coach do it. I believe that that's a possibility as well. But right now it looks like just one umpire as the Renegades have just finished their introductions there on the first base side. Now let's go to the Bombers. Anthony Hansen will lead off and play center field for Sedalia. Caden Williams, pitcher and second baseman, hits second tonight. Not pitching tonight, but we've seen him pitch against the Renegades this season. Jake Baker is the third baseman, batting third, followed by Braden McGinnis at third base in the cleanup spot. Zach Dillman, a home run derby participant, is in the five spot in the order in right field tonight, followed by Riley Poulton behind the dish, hitting sixth. Nick Schmidt is in left field, followed by Cade Shoup in the DH, hitting seventh and eighth. Adam Webb is the shortstop, adding ninth, followed by Harrison. And Menace is on the mound tonight for the Sedalia Bombers, just seconds away from taking the field for some warm-up pitches. Bryce, let's hear a little bit about tonight's starter for the Bombers and Menace. 
Absolutely. Jimenez posting a 5.61 ERA, six appearances, 25.2 innings pitch. So the complete opposite from Voss as far as going deep into the game. So I would assume, according to Jimenez's numbers, that we're going to see him at least pitch four to five tonight if he's got his stuff. Ben Schmitz along with Bryce Creasel just about ready to go. A few minutes late. Looks like we're going to be out 25 minutes behind for first pitch. It's a warm night here at Day Field. Sun off to our left, pointing right in our faces. We'll see how it impacts the batters. Don't think it should have a huge impact, but regardless, we're just about ready to go. Bombers are taking the field wearing their black uniforms with white pants. I have to say, I kind of like the Bombers' color scheme. They've got some good jerseys tonight. And for the Renegades, they're wearing their yellow alternates with the white pinstripes and the blue across the back and shoulders. They've got that going with gray pants. A couple of Renegades players wearing the high blue socks. Gorling's got the stirrups on like he has for most of the season. So that's your uniform matchup tonight. I've given you about all the details that I can about this matchup. And with that, it looks like we're just about time to play some baseball. National Anthem coming at the ballpark. So we're going to step aside for just a moment. We'll be right back for Renegades versus Bombers on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. 247.com Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. River Oak Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, River Oak Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. River Oak Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about River Oak Christian Academy, calling at 573-634-3983. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism, absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend and my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Almost time for baseball at Day Field as the Sedalia Bomber starter Jimenez is on the bump tossing his warm-up pitches and that means we're just about ready to get going. Benjamin Bryce Creasel so happy to bring you tonight's coverage 
and we're about 25 minutes behind schedule, but it looks like we're going to have baseball. And obviously, most importantly, a win, but I think we're also hoping for the Renegades' arms and bats' sake that we don't have another 12-inning affair tonight. I agree with that statement. The bullpen, I don't know how many more extra inning games they can take before uh, you see some odd position players, some more odd position players start having to throw it from the bump. Well, we saw, although Imgarden came into pitch, we saw Herschel warming. He hasn't had an appearance this season. Who knows who else will be a possibility as Jimenez is firing in. The right-hander just about ready to go. Renegades will stack the top of their lineup with lefties. First four all hit from the left side against the right-handed starter. It'll be Matashek, Wagner, and Imgarden. One, two, three for the Renegades. And Matashek just about ready to step in. I believe this is the first time he's been hitting leanoff. Like I said in the pregame, he's been a staple in the number three or four spot in the order. Renegades on base king. I kind of like this move up to the leadoff spot tonight. Kind of shaking things up with an 0 Forte. I do too. I know Matashek's walk numbers are uh, very good this year. And I think that might have something to do with the trying to get base runners and uh, get some spray hitting around the field to score some runs here. So Matashek, the left-hand hitting left fielder, stepped into the box. And Menace looks like he's ready to go into his lineup. His first delivery is taken at the knees. A strike, no balls, and one strike now to Matashek. And I'll tell you what, I think we're going to have a pretty good view of balls and strikes tonight because we're all about, I don't know, 30 feet, 20 feet from the plate. 0-1 pitch is grounded right side foul, 0-2. Absolutely. We're going to be able to see and probably hear that spin if these loopy sliders and curveballs come up. So I'm excited to get a little different view than the past couple of games. After the foul ball, it's no balls and two strikes on Matashek. Often been in right field. He's in left tonight for the Renegades. Here comes the 0-2 delivery. He will swing and miss. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night to Matashek. He has struck out on three pitches to get tonight's festivities underway. Good start for Jimenez. Jimenez wasted no time right there. Loaded up the zone. Three pitches. All good spots, but pretty. Uh, all would have been strikes if Matashek wasn't swinging. So Jimenez getting straight to the point here. So Wagner, the DH, is in. Number two spot in the order. Renegades leader in walks. First pitch to him is taken just below the knees. That's a borderline call that goes the way of Wagner. It's now a ball and no strikes. Wagner now back into the box. Bats with a slight open stance. Not as open as Matashek. 1-0 pitch is looked at. Another fastball. That's right in there. One ball and a strike. You kind of mentioned this. Doesn't look like a minute. is afraid to attack the zone. No, pumping it up right now. One ball and a strike. I mean, it's also working quickly, and it's going to be looked at outside. And it's now two balls and a strike on Wagner. Imgarden waits on deck. Jimenez might be the fastest pitcher I've seen this year going straight into each pitch. 2-1 pitch also misses outside. So now three balls and a strike on Wagner. The only thing I will say is since we're at a slight angle, we don't have the best view of the outside corner to lefties, inside corner to righties. 3-1 pitch, a swung at, lofted on the infield. Third baseman again is barely having to move and sizes it up, makes the catch on the infield. Pop-up, two up, two down for the Renegades. You think Wagner got jammed there? I couldn't tell where that pitch ended, but based on the lefties' results, um, I don't think he got it off the end of the bat. I would guess that that pitch came inside and got him to pop it up. I think uh, the Renegades, the second time through lineup, will make an adjustment on Jimenez's fastball. Looks like to be a little bit more speed than what we've seen the past couple games. Imgar now in, first pitch, swung on a miss as he's late on the fastball, like you mentioned. So Renegades have been behind on that pitch. Matashek struck out on it, and then Wagner popped up weakly to the third baseman. Now 0-1 to Imgar. He'll swing and pop this one up to the left side, but that's going to get over the dugout. And actually the third baseman, did he make the play? He did. Wow, McGinnis using all of that foul territory. Not often you see in a ballpark where there's foul territory behind the dugout, and McGinnis cur curled his way behind it to make the catch. 
And based on uh, being to every ballpark, I think that's the only one where that catch is even possible. Absolutely. That is some day field dimensions right there helping out the Bombers. So that's going to do it for us in the top of the first inning. Renegades go three up, three down. And here comes Voss ready to make the start. We'll be right back forward in just a moment. Zero, zero ball game on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business hi this is nick hoslog owner of hoslog landscape and design every day my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of by focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving jefferson city and the central missouri area thank you for all your continued support and voting us as winners of the reader's choice awards and jefferson city's best multiple years running when you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Back for the bottom of the first inning on the Show Me Sports Network. Here comes the righty Drew Voss, ready to get things going for the Renegades on the bump. And he'll face the left-handed batting center fielder, Anthony Hanson, to get his night underway. Voss looks like he's going to pitch out of the stretch, even with nobody on. And the first pitch to Hanson misses upstairs 1-0. Looks like we're going to be see a similar setup for the Bombers in their lineup, stacking left-handed hitters against the right-handed starter. Hanson, a lefty. Williams on deck, also lefty, and I believe Baker is as well. Next pitch at the knees. Good location there by Voss. Comes back to make it 1-1. One one. Good change-up. Slowing the timing down. Perfect strike right there to tie it up 1-1. One one. Just underway at Day Field. It's a 0-0 no, zero, zero ball game after the Renegades went 3-up, three 3-down three in the top of the first. Renegades looking to snap a five-game losing skid. Here comes the 1-1 pitch from Voss. It's upstairs and in with the fastball. Now 2-1. It'll be Hanson, Williams, and Baker. The first two for sure lefties, and I believe Baker is one too, although I'm not completely sure about that. Regardless, Voss looking to have a clean start. Only a couple innings in Mink League play. Next pitch is a fastball at just below the belt, and that's in their call. Striking out 2-2. Two two. Renegades have Imgard and Hopkins on the left side of the infield. Ott and Gorling on the right Rolling hugged a little bit closer towards the first base bag with the lefty at the plate. Two balls and two strikes. Voss looking for out number one. Here's his delivery. It is below the knees, and the fastball misses to run it full. This looks to be the uh, Renegades go-to infield as we come down the home stretch. They've had uh, quite a few games in these spots now. So three balls and two strikes. Voss looking to retire his first batter that he'll face. Here's the delivery. It's hit in the air to White, and it's hit well. That is going to drop, and that's going to go to the wall for extra bases. 
and actually holding at first base will be Hanson because the Renegades had Deal shaded towards the right side. So good play by the Renegades right fielder to play that off the wall and hold Hanson to just a single. But that's a hard hit ball for the first at bat against Voss. Important to note, too, is that we still only have one umpire who's starting off behind home play clearly. So uh, some bang-bang plays might uh, be a little questionable tonight because he's only working with one. His partner seems not made it to the game. That's a good thing you mentioned that because I totally forgot it. I realized we didn't have one out there. It is hard to see down the right field line, so I wasn't even sure for a moment if that was caught. First pitch from Voss to Williams is a strike in there, 0-1. Looks like 356 to right center. I can't tell right down the line. Is that a two in there? That 290. might be 290. So it's a short right field wall. So that's probably why that ball it was hit directly off the wall, and that's why Deal was able to play it so well. So no balls and a strike. Hanson at first. Goring holds him on. Lost a long look in against the lefty. Williams next pitch bends low, but blocked by Hersler. One ball and a strike. The way that first pitch or first batter Hanson ripped that ball, that looked way down the right field line for sure, extra bases. And as I'm looking now against another lefty, the right fielder deal is definitely playing a little bit farther to his left towards the right field line. Absolutely, using these day field dimensions to his advantage. So one ball and one strike. Williams in, nobody out. Next pitch is going to bend out of the zone. Now two balls and a strike. Renegades sitting at 15 and 22. Bombers at 19 and 20. Bombers are in second. They trail the Joplin Outlaws. Outlaws just about have this South Division wrapped up. Joplin looks like they'll be hosting one of these couple teams in the divisional round. Two balls and a strike on Williams. Voss looking to get his first batter of the evening. And here's his delivery. It will miss up and in. Now 3-1, and one, not the start that Voss won, especially when the Renegades need him to go deep into this ballgame. No, Voss working extremely slow, breathing, trying to calm down. His fastball seemed high, so he needs to bring him down, get in the zone here, get back in this count. Goring still holding Hanson on at first as Voss comes set. Here's the 3-1 pitch. It's hit well to right again. Deal looks to have a play on this one, though, going back on it, and he will make the catch for out number one. Hanson will have to retreat to first. And on that one right there, I was essentially just going off a of collapse because I could not tell whatsoever if he had caught that ball. But off the bat, it looks like he had a good read on it, and he made the catch route number one. Absolutely. Good good contact by Williams there, but deal placed perfectly, made an easy grab for route number one. Kind of interesting with Imgarn at third base, pretty much between every pitch, seen him talking to Sedalia's third base coach. And I've actually seen that a lot the past couple of days for the Renegades. Whoever's been playing at third has been having chats with the other team's third base coach. So just some friendly banter between Mink League opponents. I'm going the one doing it tonight. Now in is Baker, and it's going to come in. It's going to hit him, and that will mean first and second with only one out as Voss had tried to run that one inside, but it came and hit Baker in the back. He's now on at first base, and Hanson will move into scoring position. Clear effort there by Voss to try and come inside on Baker, but just could not find the spot, and three straight lefties at the top of this order for the Bombers. Two of them have reached, and that'll bring up the first righty of the game in Brayden McGinnis, who made a fine running grab in foul territory for out number three last inning. Now steps in with a chance to put the Bombers out in front early. Runners on first and second base, only one out. Now with the righty, Renegades pull the defense just a little bit farther to the left. Here's the first pitch. McGinnis will look at it. It bounces in there and gets away. Both runners will move up, and Herschler has no place. Now two in scoring position with only one out as that one skipped in there, and Herschler really had no chance to block it. Ball starts off there with uh, off speed. Looked like maybe the first slider of the night, so uh, maybe a little bit more confident in his off speed versus right-handed hitters. So first righty McGinnis and the third baseman 
Base hit here could make this a 2-0 Bombers lead. Runners at second and third. Baker at second and Hanson at third. 1-0 pitch coming. It's hit in the air out to shallow right field. Coming in will be Deal. He's got it sized up. He makes the catch. Runner's going to tag. Here's Deal's throw and the runner's going to stay put as that's a one-hop perfect throw to the plate. Well done by Deal. First appearance in the outfield and he may have just saved a run with a perfect throw as Hanson had to retreat once he saw where that one was headed. I would say you're right about saving a run there. Deal couldn't have done that any better. Got behind the ball, fired in home to keep that runner a third and give Boss a chance to get out of this inning. So thanks to Deal retiring two of the Sedalia batters this inning. It's now two out. Still two on, though, and Dillman with a base hit could drive in one or two runs. But Voss, thanks to a little help from his defense, now a chance to escape from this inning harmless. And the right-hander... We'll look at a first pitch that is on the corner called strike 0-1. Good pitch, fastball on the outside right on the corner, so it looks to set up maybe a slider away here, and Voss uh, looks more confident out against right-handed hitters. I like, I like what I'm seeing. So no ball and one strike count on Dillman. Voss longer look in now. Here's the 0-1 delivery, a curveball that's going to be popped up. Herschler after it up against the cage in front of us, and that will get onto the roof but now no balls and two strikes Voss just one pitch away from getting through this inning score as Voss chasing after the foul ball came within a couple feet of us we have a when the foul balls are hit right over here they come right up against us I'm ready for one to be knocked back here and hit the cage in front of me and uh, people at home get to hear me jump out of my seat probably so no balls and two strikes. Can Voss get through this bottom of the first inning score as he's ahead of Dooman runners at second and third that's Baker and Hanson Take their lead. Renegades don't hold either runner on with two outs. Voss has one that he likes from Herschler. No balls in, two strikes. Herschler looks to be setting up high. He wants the fastball. Here's the delivery. It is a pitch that just missed low. Came with the fastball, but did not miss by much. It's one and two. I like that pitch by Herschler right there, setting up on the outside and just trying to nick the corner. Had a couple of pitches of waste, and I like the first one. So we'll do now one ball and two strikes. Voss coming set. Big tall righty looking to get through this first inning. Looks into Herschler. Well, now I think he's setting inside a little bit. Here's the one-two delivery. It is just upstairs again. Two pitches that have been real close by Voss, but both called balls. Voss not missing by much. Expect him to go right back inside here. Look like uh, the batter Dillman looked a little uncomfortable with that pitch. Dillman, a home run derby participant a couple weeks ago and Clorinda as we know Luke Fuller won that competition for the Renegades two balls two strike delivery it's in the dirt and Dillman able to hold up on the check swing so it's now three and two Voss came with the curveball there and Dillman pretty good there to hold off of that pitch it's now three balls and two strikes first base is open so you could afford to walk Dillman here but then you're facing Poulton with the bases loaded and what would be two outs Runners take the lead. Pretty good lead at second for Baker as he's not held on. Here's the 3-2 pitch. It swung on a miss as he blew the fastball by him for strike three. And Voss has escaped trouble here in the first thanks to a flyout and a strikeout to end the inning. So to the top of the second we go now. Renegades looking to jump out in front. It's 0-0 ball game. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. 
You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take the walk, Eddie! To the top of the second inning we go now as the Renegades look to have a little bit more success. We get Harrison Jimenez who pitched a scoreless first inning, three up, three down. And we're still waiting for the top of the second inning due to some good in-between in inning entertainment but taking place on the field, so that's why we have not yet started the second inning. Not complaining about the entertainment, but that is the reason that we have not started this inning. Benjamin, Bryce Creasel coming to you. And Bryce, what do you think the Renegades are going to have to do this inning? Because their approach at the plate in the first was not necessarily all that spectacular. I'm hoping the first three batters went to the dugout and just uh, explained that Jimenez is bringing a little extra juice tonight than what... Uh, the Renegades have seen, so they need to stand back in the box and uh, look fastball. His off-speed didn't seem uh, that great. Definitely not what we saw last night with the starter for Nevada, who's got that nasty slider Caesar. Tonight looks to be mostly fastball, so they need to look to square one up and uh, let his speed take the ball out and get some hits tonight. It'll be Reether, Gorling, and Deal 4-5-6 in the Renegades order. up Colby Ott will follow if any of them can reach. Minutes just now throwing a couple warm-up pitches as we get ready to go. And as we wait for the Renegades come, to come to the plate, I want to remind everyone to go Ryan with Doc and Norm, direct mid-Missouri's leader in Premier Group Travel. Group sidings from 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. Doc and Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. So to book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at moexpress.com. 
So now we're ready to go for the second inning. Neither team scored in the first, although the Bombers threatened. They put two on with one out before Voss rebounded to get a fly out and a strikeout to end the inning. And now to the second we go, and Menace looks in. Reether into the batter's box, and the delivery is going to miss inside. One ball and no strikes on Reether. Reether, he has no fear. He stands real close to the plate, and that ball was about an inch from knocking him in the elbow right there. One ball, no strike delivery coming. This next pitch finds, actually will not find the outside corner. It bends off the plate, so now two balls and no strikes on Reether. Looks like he may be taken until he gets a strike. 2-0 delivery coming. It's upstairs, and Amenis is missed with all three in this at-bat, and Reether now a pitch away from giving the Renegades their first base runner of this contest. Reether with decent speed would be a great person to get on first base here if a walk is ensued. Into the windup now. Here's the 3-0 delivery. It's a fastball, and it's in there a strike. Now makes it three balls and one strike on the cleanup hitter for the Renegades. So now back in the box is Reether. Both players ready to go. Here's the 3-1 pitch. It's fouled off behind the backstop, and Amenis is now bounced back with back-to-back -back fastballs almost right down the middle. Reether, a uh, former college player that's played at this field with uh, Sedalia State Fair's team, 3-2 pitch, swung on, grounded foul, and that's going to keep things at three balls and two strikes. Looks to be comfortable here in this ballpark. I'm sure a lot of games played here throughout the years for him. I think he's losing a bit, little bit of the tape on that bat, but regardless, still more than good enough to hopefully put a ball in play. We'll do another three-ball, two-strike pitch after the foul. Here's the delivery. It's swung on it in the air, out to shallow left. Schmidt coming in, Webb going out. Webb's going to make the catch for out number one. A nice running grab by the Bombers shortstop. And one up, one down in this top of the second inning. Menace had a breather off balance there with finally throwing it off speed after fastball, fastball, fastball. So he did a good job of mixing up his pitches right there and uh, gets an out. Hopefully the Renegades can adjust and know that he's got the off speed in his bag. There's a fan down to our left who is clearly a Bombers fan. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess that he is uh, starting pitcher Arison Menace's father because he has been cheering every pitch that his son has thrown and now after that one misses, one ball and no strike on Gorling. Always good whether it's home or away to see the families out and supporting. It just makes it a whole lot more fun. 1-0 pitch coming to Gorling. It's going to bend inside as Gorling will just get out of the way of that one. Now 2-0 count on the Renegades' first baseman. Now we'll see what Gorling is able to do. Had a big game-tying RBI double in the ninth last night. Not a things at 8-2-1 pitch is fouled off the foot of Gorling. A little bit of talking to himself after that pitch. think he thought he should have done a little bit more with that heater. So now we'll stay even at, excuse me, not stay even, but Goring will stay ahead at two balls and one strike. Sun has just went down the uh, overhang to our left, now just right back in our eyes. So I will now be using my scorebook as a... Uh, essentially sunglasses 2-1 pitch misses now three balls and a strike on Gorling Reether was ahead 3-0 before Menace came back to get him to pop out Gorling now in a three ball count let's see if he can have a different outcome 3-1 delivery it's hit right back the middle and fielded by a menace he'll hop off the mound and flip it underhand to the first baseman Baker and that's two up two down on a pretty well hit ball but right at a menace and he was able to get a glove on it sounds like that was a croaking a broken bat right there. It sounds like a little crack in there, and uh, that bat will be off to the woodpile. Well, Goring will have to make a call to our friends at Walkoff Wood Bat Company then. If that's the same one that he used last night for the game-tying double, that was a, a good bat. It's a shame that it had to go out like that. First pitch now to the new batter. Deal looks at a ball 1-0. and 
just added to the Renegades roster. He's in right tonight. Has already made a couple of nice catches and made a perfect one-hop throw to keep a runner at third base in the first. 1-0 pitch is going to miss inside. Now 2-0 as Menace has fallen behind two balls and no strikes on every batter this inning, but has came back to retire the first two. Now deal back into the batter's box. Lefty hitting right fielder will take one at the knees, and that's a called strike. Borderline call goes the way of a menace. I like the Renegades' patience here with uh, making a menace, throw them a strike, but uh, they need to take advantage once they get up in these counts and understand fastballs are coming. Two balls and one strike. Here's the delivery. Swung and fouled off off the catcher's mask. So it's now two balls and two strikes. One strikeout so far through the first five for the Bombers starter. Other other outs have been very weak contact. Three pop-ups and then a ground out to the pitcher. So no no real hard hit balls for the Renegades so far. Here comes the 2-2 pitch to deal. It's swung on line to the right side. Second baseman Williams has got it. He'll throw to Baker. It's in time. And that's another three up, three down inning for the starter of minutes as the Renegades go down in order for the second straight time. To the, top, to the bottom of the second inning now. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Renegades and Bombers 0-0 after an inning and a half. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions throughout the course of any game different actions stand out to different people but everyone remembers a walk-off especially if it's a walk-off wood bat handcrafted right here in missouri walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium grade maple ash and birch fully customizable to make it truly yours from the length and weight to the barrel and handle color you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty in addition to selling custom handcrafted bats they also offer a selection of bat accessories including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves to help find your confidence at the plate give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Riley Fulton in to lead off this bottom of the second inning for the Bombers 0-0 ball game. Here's to exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network as Boss once again pitching out of the stretch even with nobody on will deliver a first pitch coming to Fulton. Tonight's catcher and this one will be in there a called strike on the fastball 0-1. Fulton sporting a pink bat. Wonder if it's got any hits in it tonight. Hopefully, uh, for Voss's sake and the Renegades' sake, it don't. We the bottom of the order for the Bombers do up against Voss. Six, seven, and eight. Fulton, Schmidt, and Shoop. Here comes the 0-1 delivery to Fulton, who will ground it left side, but that's foul. One ball and one strike. I guess I will say we're just, or at least I'm, about parallel with the third baseline, so I'll have just about as good a view as anyone on the ball hit down the third baseline, whether it's fair or foul. That one clearly went to the left side of the third base bag. 
Absolutely. Had Polden out in front, throwing the going fastball, then throwing that change up on the outside corner. I like the pitch mix from Voss right there. Voss faced five batters in the first inning, one single, one hit by pitch. The other three retired. No runs allowed. And now had no balls and two strikes on Polden. Voss looking for back-to-back -back Ks. Here's the pitch. It's popped up on the infield. That's actually going to get out of play, so we'll stay at no balls and two strikes. Holton behind the dish tonight. Like you said, sporting the pink bat and leading off this bottom of the second inning. Renegades have had all six of their hitters retired against the starter, Aminis. And now here comes the 0-2 delivery from Voss to Polton once again. Righty will bring it home and miss upstairs. One ball, two strikes. Renegades look to have everyone in pretty much normal spots on defense. On the infield, it's Imgard and Hopkins on the left side. Ott and Gorling on the right. One ball and two strikes after the miss by Voss. And here comes his next delivery to Polton. Pitch is going to skip in there, and Herschler will block it. So now two balls and two strikes. Voss has missed with back-to-back -back pitches and will now have to face Polton in an even count. Hick Schmidt waiting on deck, left fielder. Can't tell. I think he's a right-handed hitter, although he's just standing there. Nope, looks like he's a lefty. Yep, lefty hitting left fielder on deck. So a lot of lefties in this lineup tonight for the Bombers. Righty battery catcher pulling back in. And a two-ball, two-strike count. Nobody out in this bottom of the second inning. Here's Voss's delivery. It's an off-speed pitch. The miss is up, and Poulton has battled all the way back to run it full. Voss needs to come straight at him here and make Poulton do something with it. Don't give him a free base. Three balls and two strikes. Voss retired the last two he faced in the first. Now looking to make it three in a row. He's got 3-2 count on Polton, the catcher. Here's his pitch right down the middle, and it's hit well to left field. Matashek after it's still running, and he's not going to get it, and that gets into the gap. Center fielder Reether over to get it. On his way to second is Polton. It's a good throw, but just ahead with a head first slide on a dive is Polton, and he's got a double to start the second inning on a well-hit ball to left center field. It was a pretty good throw there by... Reether, who got it once it got past Matashek, but just not enough on it to get Polton, who went in with a head first dive, and he's now in scoring position with nobody out in the second. Ball did a good job of working out of a jam last inning. Hopefully he's got another one in him here. So Polton at second, Nick Schmidt in. Wonder if we'll see a bunt here with nobody out in the second. Goring is playing pretty much even with the first base bag on the right side. Imgarden maybe a step or two behind it at third. Middle infield at normal depth. Voss was ahead. No balls and two strikes on Polton before Polton battled it full and then hit a double to left center field. He's at second base now. Voss will look back at him a couple times and now will deliver to Schmidt. First pitch is going to be inside. It's now 1-0. Schmidt at the plate. Shoop on deck for the Bombers. Last time these two teams played was just a couple days ago in this same ballpark. That was last Friday. Sedalia won it 4-3. to three. Boss now on a one ball, no strike count. Here's his pitch. It gets by Herscher. That's going to go to the backstop, and Poulton will move up to third base. It's a, it's a ball to make it 2-0, and, oh, and like you were about to say, deep backstop here at this ballpark. Absolutely. If pass ball gets, I would assume about anyone, any speed, it's going to take whatever base is ahead of them. Yeah, there's a whole lot of room to work with behind home plate. And unless it just is a fastball that takes a great ricochet, like you said, pretty much any runner could even score from third on that. So now two balls and no strikes. Ball in play could put Sedalia on top with a runner at third and nobody out. Schmidt ahead. He's back in. Lefty-righty matchup. This next pitch misses low. And Voss struggling a little bit with control. 
He had jumped ahead, no balls and two strikes on Poulton, but then threw three balls to him and now has thrown three in a row to Schmidt and Danger put in back-to-back -back on to start this bottom of the second inning. Voss comes set. Light wave of the bat for Schmidt, who had a slight open stance. 3-0 pitch, misses low, and that's a four-pitch walk to Schmidt, who will head down to first base. Still nobody out in this second inning, and Herschler is going to go out to the mound and have a chat with his pitcher. Good chat. Try to calm Voss down and... Uh... Tell him the importance of trying to get out of this inning. Looks like Renegade's pitching coach, Exton, will also go out there and have a chat with him. Voss clearly needing to calm down. Bullpen is right directly to our right, so we'll be able to see anytime someone starts to warm. And I think that may already starting to be happen because I see someone uh, just getting ready for the Renegades and a catcher also going over there. So don't know who it is yet. Can't get a good look on him, but... This is probably not what the Renegades were hoping early. Voss hasn't given up a run yet, but he's had to pitch with multiple runners on now in each inning, and he's got first and third with no outs in the second. Looks to be Jeremy Parks uh, grabbing the ball and yeah. starting to throw in the Renegades' bullpen. So who knows how early we will see Parks in this one. Voss, like you said, has pitched, what, just four innings coming into this start? Yes, four innings, three appearances. So now... No ball, no strike count. Hansen in for his second at-bat. Singled his first time up. This one upstairs. Excuse me, it's not Hansen. I misread my lineup. It's Cade Shoup, the number eight hitter, the DH. And it's now 0-1. Important for Voss to get ahead right there after uh, losing a little bit of control of the previous batter. So Shoup in. Webb, the number nine hitter, waiting on deck. No balls and a strike runners at the corners. And here's the 0-1 delivery. It's looked at another fastball, and it's almost right down the middle. And Shoup took it now 0-2. Voss gets a gift there of Shoup taking all the way and pumps in a fastball. Now it would be big if you could get one more strike and set yourself up with a double play opportunity if you can get Shoup here. 0-2 pitch, swung on. They say he went. That's strike three, and three pitch is all that Voss needs to retire Shoup. That's a strikeout swinging the second of the night for Voss, and he's now bounced right back after that meeting at the mound. Voss took a page out of his opponent, Jimenez's book right there, loading up the zone with fastballs, working quick. Good job of pitching right there. Runners still at the corners. Poulton's at third and Schmidt's at first. Shoup just retired for the first out of the bottom of the second. Now in is Webb. First pitch to him is a fastball, and it's now 0-1. Four straight strikes thrown by Voss ever since the meeting at the mound. So now we'll see what Voss, if you can continue to keep up this streak of throwing strikes. If you have a ground ball, you give yourself a chance at a double play. One out now, 0-0 ball game. And Voss with a longer look into Herschler, and now time is going to be called. Could not get on the same page. So now back into the box is the right-handed hitting shortstop, Webb. Voss looking to get his second out in a row and keep the Bombers off the scoreboard. Voss is set, and here comes his 0-1 pitch to Webb. It's another fastball, and it's at the knees for a called strike 0-2. And, and Voss really looks to have found something these last couple of batters. Picking corners right now. Low inside, outside, high inside, outside. Doesn't matter. Picking corners, and it's giving these bombers some trouble. So no, no balls and two strikes. Runners to it first and third in Schmidt and Poulton. Voss looking for out number two. Back in is Webb. Long look in by Voss. Herschler set, and here comes the pitch. It is up and in. Now one and two. Herschler was set pretty much at the knees for a while, and Voss just kept looking in. Eventually came home with the pitch and missed upstairs with it. So now it's a one ball, two strike count on Webb. After this, we'll go back to the top of the order in Hansen, who singled 
his first time up, was left stranded at third. One ball, Andrew, two strikes for Voss. Looking to retire Webb. He is taking his time looking in here. Here comes the pitch to Webb. It misses low. It's blocked by Herscher. Runner's going to go to second. Herscher will not throw. He actually pumps. And Schmidt will move up on the wild pitch. Now runners at second and third. Still one out as the pitch was low to Webb. Important to look for a strikeout here now with the double play. Out of question with the runner taking second base. So Voss might go off speed here to try to get the batter Webb off balance. Pitch was low, but blocked nicely by Herschel, but kicked away enough to allow Schmidt to move up to second, also knowing that no throw is going to be made with the runner at third base. Time once again called. This has been interesting to this batter. Voss and Herschler have not really been linking up, and Voss has been taking a long looks in. So two balls and two strikes, one out. Voss just got Shoop to strike out. Now looking to do the same against Webb. Loss comes set, and the righty will once again have time called, and Herschel's now going to go out to the mound. Just really not on the same page in this at-bat. Maybe a little confusion with the uh, pitch signals, or Voss just trying to get his timing down. Uh, but, yes, I agree with you. This is uh, seems odd with two visits in the, just the past two batters. So now Herschel's going to head back behind home plate. Don't know what they discuss, what pitch is going to be coming right here. Boss had runners at first and third with one out in the first and then got out of that with no runs allowed. Actually, second and third with one out and it got out of that without a run. Now he's got second and third again with only one out. We're going to keep the bomber scoreless. Two balls and two strikes on Webb. Voss is set, now just waiting for the pitch. Here it comes. It's hit in the air, shallow right side, going after it, but he will run out of room, no play. Ran all the way into the bullpen off to the right side, but even the dimensions of Dayfield couldn't hold that one. So we'll do the 2-2 pitch once again. Voss looking for a strikeout or just a weak fly ball or pop-up. But also take a ground ball right out someone. Although the Renegades don't have the infield in, so I'd assume they would not come home with a ground ball. Two balls, two strikes. Voss comes sets. Webb into the batter's box. And here comes the delivery. It pitch is going to miss slow. Nice block there by Herscher to keep that one from going to the backstop. And now it is run full to Webb. First base is open with runners at second and third, but then you'd load up the bases with only one out for the leadoff hitter, Hansen. So big pitch coming, still 0-0, bottom of the second inning and only one out. Runner at second, Schmidt, a good lead, don't have him held on, Poulton at third. Emgar not holding him on either, although playing a little closer to the bag. And here comes Voss's 3-2 delivery, it's hit in the air right side and that will get out of play, going chasing after it, but he will run out of room. So continuing to battle now is Webb. Voss having to throw a lot of pitches already just to an inning and a third. And that might be part of the problem why he can't go deep into the games. Uh, maybe past starts have been the same way because uh, his stuff looks okay. He just needs to uh, pinpoint it here now. Three balls and two strikes. Voss comes set. Here comes the righty's delivery. Pitch is grounded weakly. Third base. Runner's going to have to hold. Emgarden will make the long throw to first. Goring stretches, and he is out at first base. Home plate umpire acting to make the call. I went over to second to try and see the ruling and then realized there is no field umpire Home plate umpire made the out call, and since it was hit right to third, runner had to stay put. That's Poulton, and now Voss another chance to get out of a jam. I'm assuming there will be very few calls uh, argued tonight, knowing this home plate umpire's got it all on his own, and uh, tough job, don't do it all by yourself. Imgarn had to make a long throw, and Webb was moving pretty well up the first baseline, but going stretched just enough to get him, and now Hansen is in. Going to take a two-out knock to put the Bombers on the board who had runner at third with nobody out, and now second at third, two outs, still no run in 
first pitch to Hanson misses for a ball who singled his first time up. Pitcher now warming once again for the Renegades. Who did you say that was? That is number two, Jeremy Parks. So who knows how long we'll see him. Vols looking to escape a jam again. Hanson ahead in a 1-0 count. Here's the delivery. Pitch misses upstairs once again. It's now 2-0. Voss went to three ball count to three hitters in the first inning. He's now went three ball count to three, ball, three hitters in the second inning. And is now facing his 10th hitter of the game. Gone about as full as you can in terms of pitches and base runners without allowing a run. So here comes the 2-0 delivery to Hanson, who bats from the left side. Voss's pitch is going to be slowing in now. 3-0. Once again, first base is open, so you could afford to lose Hanson here. But then you're facing the second baseman, Caden Williams, up with the bases loaded. Still two outs, though. I think it's safe to say Voss feels very uncomfortable with the left-handed hitters. Just can't seem to locate his pitches like he can to the righties. It's now back in is Voss. Three balls and no strikes. Here's the pitch. Swung on a miss. Blew the fastball by him. Good comeback there by Voss. It's now 3-1. and one. Looks like to the righties. The two righties that Voss faced in the first, he retired them both. Gave up the double to Poulton, a right-hander, but then has retired the last two righties in Shoop and Webb. So like you said, a lot better against the right-handers. Three balls and a strike now against Hanson. Here's the pitch. It misses low. That's in the dirt. And that's a walk to load him up here with two outs in the bottom of the second inning. So Caden Williams, a lefty, will come to the plate, and I think that's going to be it for Voss. I think head coach Mike D'Amelio has seen enough from his starter, and he's heading out to the mound to get him. He's going to take the ball, and we'll have a new pitcher coming into a big spot here in the second inning for the Renegades. I'm sure not what they were hoping to see with a thin bullpen, but you do what you have to do, and we'll see if the new Renegades right-hander can get out of the spaces loaded jam. We'll be right back in just a moment. 0-0 ball game on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Back with a bases loaded two out situation. Bottom of the second inning. Bombers looking to take the lead. A new pitcher, Jeremy Parks, is in. Right hander replaces Drew Voss with two outs in the second inning. And Bryce, you got Parks' stats so far on the season. 2.45 ERA, five appearances, 7.1 innings. So uh, Parks, pretty good numbers here. And he's got uh, he's been inherited a jam he needs to get out of. 
Two outs and bases loaded. Caden Williams, the left-handed hitting second baseman, 0 for 1, steps in and looks at a first pitch strike 0 on 1. You said this to me over the break. Decided to take Voss out here, although he had not allowed a run yet. Speaks volumes about how important this game is for the Renegades to win. They're playing with a sense of urgency tonight. Absolutely, and that's what I figured coming into it, and I think Coach Mike just showed us that. No balls and a strike. Here's Park's pitch. Misses upstairs, 1-1. One and one. So Voss through an inning and two-thirds. Strikes out two, gives up two hits, and also walks two. Has not allowed a run yet, although all three runners on the base are his responsibility. Voss's problem was just he had so many three-ball counts that he had thrown a lot of pitches so far, not even completing two innings. And now we'll see if Parks can come in to bail him out. Would assume they're trying to get multiple innings out of Parks if this end of the second goes well. One ball and one strike on Williams. He flew out to the right fielder deal in the first. Next pitch misses. Layups now two and one back-to-back misses by Parks. Problem with the bases loaded is that Parks can't make a mistake here, even with the pass ball. So uh, his off speed is going to have to be up, and that might lead to a little, little bit of trouble on the bat of the Bombers here. Renegades don't hold any of the three runners on. Two on pitch, swung on a miss as he blew the fastball by him. And although it's just been four pitches, looks like Parks maybe has a little bit better command of the fastball than the other pitches. I would say so. So two balls, two strikes, and two outs. Renegades are toeing the line of keeping things scoreless. They've gone about as full as you can. And here comes Parks 2-2 delivery. Hit in the air, well to right. Deal going back. Looks to have a play on it. And he makes the catch for out number three. Parks has come in and stranded the bases loaded. Well done by the Renegades reliever to keep the Bombers off the scoreboard. So to the third inning we go now. This game is not moving too quickly, but the Renegades have kept it scoreless. We'll see if they can jump out in front. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy, Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. Renegades coming to bat in the top of the third inning. Feels like almost an eternity since we've seen them last take the plate. Their two innings on the offensive side have gone so quick. Six up, six down. What have you seen against the minutes so far? Just absolutely pumping the zone with fastballs. He's got a plus fastball, and I think that's giving the Renegades hitters some trouble here. Seems behind on every pitch with weak contact and pop-outs. As Colby Ott and the Renegades come to bat, I want to tell you about Walk-Off Wood Bat Company, handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walk-Off Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, 
fully customizable to make it truly yours. Otto looks at the first pitch strike from the length and weight to the barrel and handle call. You're able to customize every feature of a wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. 0-1 pitch is it in the air, out to left center field. Hanson and Schmidt both after it. Hanson is calling for it, and he makes the catch in left center field for out number one. About the best hit ball of the night so far for the Renegades, but it's an out in the seventh straight. Renegades hitter is Ben Retired. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, Walkoff Wood Bat Company also offers a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin, bat grips, and batting gloves. So to help find your confidence at the plate, give Walkoff Wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Renegades could sure use some confidence at the plate here in this one as they have been retired pretty easily as Herschel looks at a first pitch strike. Next pitch will be swung on a miss by Herschel. It's now 0-2. And Aminis, although not great stats coming in, just looks to be completely overpowering at least through the first two and a third innings tonight. Picks a spot to throw that off speed, and he picks it very well. Renegades batters are way out in front of it. 0-2 pitch coming, grounded third base, and that's going to get foul. So we'll stay 0-2. Taylor Hopkins, the Renegades shortstop, waiting on deck. He's been really good for about the past three weeks to a month, and I like the decision to keep him at the bottom. No reason to mess with what's been working. And maybe he'll be the one to break this thing up if Herschel can't do it right here. No balls and two strikes. Here's the pitch grounded right back up the middle. Second baseman Williams coming in. His throw to first is perfect. And Baker's got it for out number two. And the Renegades still looking for their first base runner. It'll be up to the number nine hitter Hopkins with two outs in the bottom of the third. Excuse me, top of the third. Hopkins, he's uh, he's been a Renegades hitter that I've been very impressed with. Spraying the ball over the field. Even his outs have been hit hard the past couple games. So, uh, like you said, hopefully he'll break up this no-hitter Jimenez has going on. First pitch to Hopkins is looked at. A pitch in there. So now no balls and a strike. Jimenez has attacked the zone. He's gone three ball counts to just three of the first nine hitters. Next pitch hit well to right field. It's hit well, and Dillman's going back. He slows up, and he makes the catch for out number three. Hopkins surely put good wood on that one, but almost right at Dillman. And that is retired for the last out of the third. Bad look there for the Renegades as they keep this retired streak going. Nine up, nine down. To the bottom of the third we go. Still a 0-0 ball game. Parks coming back out. We'll be right back in just a moment. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Middle of the order due up for the Bombers here in this bottom of the third inning. 
Still miraculously a 0-0 ball game thanks to Boston Parks getting out of jams in both the first and second innings. But now the Renegades will be turning to Parks to really eat some innings as he had to come in in the second and get the final out with the bases loaded. Now back out for the third facing 3-4-5. His first pitch snapped off in there 0-1-1. I have to say Parks, uh, he's reminding me of almost like a right-handed Cole Wagner. Not a great stuff but just loading up the zone and trusting his defense to get out. Reed Baker, McGinnis and Dillman do up next pitch grounded right side. Gorling has got it. He'll take it to the bag himself and weak contact there. One up, one down. Much better start for Parks here in this third inning because in the first and second the Bombers had put a runner on base with nobody out. Different start here in this one. So now Braden McGinnis will step in. He came up with runners on second and third and one out in the first. Flew out to right field and then Deal made a perfect throw to the plate to keep the runner Hanson at third base. Now McGinnis comes up with nobody on and one out in the third. First pitch is going to be grounded weakly right side and that's foul. Doing the math, I think the second inning alone for the Bombers at the plate when they sent six batters and loaded the bases, I think that was a longer inning than all three Renegades innings on offense combined. I think you're probably right. Jimenez is a quick worker and uh, pumping the zone with fastballs, so Renegades hitters are putting them in play early and quick. Quick innings from Renegades. McGinnis behind 0-1-1, looks at an off-speed pitch here, and that snaps in there. So now 0-2. Parks looks to have the stuff working early as faced now. This is his third batter. He's gotten two ground outs. Now had no balls and two strikes on McGinnis. Here's the pitch. It's hit well to center field, but the center fielder Reether has it measured, and he makes the catch for out number two. First well-hit ball against Parks, but almost right at Reether out there in center. Absolutely. Parks, he, uh, he's going to get it close. I'd, I'd love to see his stats on walks because it doesn't seem like he uh, he's very wild with his pitch mix. So Parks doing a great job of just trusting his defense and getting out. So far in this inning, it looks like Parks has thrown five pitches to get two outs. Now facing Zach Dillman, who struck out to end the first inning. We'll see if Parks can go three up, three down. First pitch is going to be inside. One ball and no strikes. I will say through the first two and two-thirds innings, we haven't had a whole lot of calls to where the home plate umpires had to make a call in the field. Just the one ground out last inning that I can really think of. 1-0 pitch. This one in there, strike one and one. Parks' curveball is... Uh loopy and it's giving the bombers hitters some trouble right now it starts up about their nose level ends right chest high one one pitch. pitch swung on a missed in the dirt out's the same curveball but this time it started chest high and ended at the dirt and Dillman swung right over it sits now one and two parks looking at tire all three he's face here in the third here's the righty's delivery it pitch is going to miss upstairs two and two yeah, you were right on the curveball. That thing drops off the table, and he can do two different things with it. Start it high and land it in the chest, or start it at the chest and land it in the dirt. He's done both successfully so far. I think Herscher's telling him to slow it down a little bit. 2-2 pitch, it's going to bend low. Tried the curveball again, and Dillman didn't chase. Now it's run full. Took about to get through the first two innings, about 30, 40 minutes. And I think with these two pitches that we've got, with Parks working quick and a, and a the starter for the Bombers, Jimenez, working quick. I think this thing is going to take a uh, hard right turn for a lot quicker pace. Absolutely. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Here's the pitch. Swung on a miss as Doman was out in front of that one. And Parks goes three up, three down in the third inning. Makes quick work of the middle of the Bombers' order. To the fourth inning we go now. This one's still scoreless. Benjamin Bryce Creasel will be right back with you on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business hi this is nick hoslog owner of hoslog landscape and design every day my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of by focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving jefferson city and the central missouri area thank you for all your continued support and voting us as winners of the reader's choice awards and jefferson city's best multiple years running when you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com Back now for the fourth inning, Renegades baseball against the Sedalia Bombers. Renegades are playing with a big sense of urgency so far in this one because they're in a five-game losing skid. And, and although just a couple of nights ago, it looked like they had the second wildcard spot all but wrapped up. And they are now honestly clinging to it at this point. Just a two-game lead with four games to play coming into tonight. And with a 4-4 tie in the season series against the Griffins, believe the next tiebreaker is division record. And who knows what that will go as Mattishek looks at a first pitch down low, 1-0. I look for the Renegades to get some better contact second time through the lineup, seeing Jimenez and knowing what he's got in his bag. Matuszek struck out on three pitches his first time up. Now it's 1-1 one one as he looks at a pitch at the knees. Jimenez first time through the order, struck out one batter, did not allow a hit or a base runner. No runs, obviously. 1-1 one, one to Matuszek, misses Lose. Now 2-1, Jimenez did go three ball count to two of the nine hitters, but did not walk any of them. And now the catcher, Poulton, is going to walk it out to the mound. I think they want to have a quick chat about the approach here to Matashek. And while they do that, I'm going to refresh and check in on the score between the Carroll Merchants and the Nevada Griffins. It looks like the Merchants are beating the Griffins 10-2 to in the fourth. So that's a score that the Renegades would sh or should be wanting to see because if that score holds and the Renegades win here tonight, they are, could clinch a playoff spot as soon as tomorrow as they'd be up three with three to play. I don't believe they can clinch tonight as Matashek swings and misses. It's now 2-2. Two and two. But if those scores hold, the Renegades would surely be back in the driver's seats. So two balls and two strikes on Matashek. Here's a menace's pitch. It is going to miss Lose. Now it's run it full. Matashek looks to have a much better eye of the zone here in this plate appearance. Absolutely. That, uh, that pitch right there to hold off on is confidence in yourself. 3-2 pitch coming. Next one is swung on and just fouled off. Matashek barely making contact, but enough to stay alive. And we'll do the 3-2 again. Wagner and Imgarden both popped out to the third baseman in their first at-bats. They wait on deck and in the hole. Renegades so far nine up and nine down. And Matashek looking to break that trend. Renegades on base leader and elevated to the leadoff spot tonight when for most of the season he's been hitting third or cleanup. And with Adonis Forte, the Renegades regular leadoff hitter not being in attendance this evening makes sense. Here's the 3-2 pitch and it's fouled again. Matashek late but enough contact to stay alive. Keeps fighting here. He uh, His approach at the plate's been impressive. He just knows where the strike zone's at, and he's using that to his best ability, trying to either draw a walk or push a ball into right field here. So 
Ennis is back on the bump after the foul ball. Catcher sets low, 3-2 pitch, grounded right side. First baseman Baker is going to take it to the bag himself, and he retires Matashek for the second time. One up, one down here in the fourth as more weak contact again by the Renegades against Ennis. It's now DH and Renegades pitcher, not tonight, but last night Cole Wagner stepping in. Would assume they don't want to use him tonight again, but with having to bring a pitcher in in the second inning, you never know. Although I would just guess he's unavailable altogether. First pitch is fouled off 0-1. Can't imagine they'd bring back a reliever after the three innings that Wagner dealt last night in as many pitches. I think that's the important number, three innings. Maybe after an inning, but three, that's almost a start. First, or excuse me, next pitch to Wagner misses low, and he's able to check his swings. Now one ball, one strike counts. I think the home plate umpire actually pointed out towards the Renegades third base coach for an appeal and realized there's no umpire there. 1-1 one, one pitch is in to make it one ball and two strikes. Once again, we're playing with just one umpire tonight, the home plate umpire. So no field umpire. One ball, two strike pitch to Wagner. Misses low. It's two and two. I Minutes mean, retired all ten and he is working incredibly quick. And although the Renegades put together longer at bats, you're in the fourth. Still... Not a whole lot of time in at-bats. 2-2 pitch. It misses low again in back-to-back batters at the Renegades have drawn the count full. We'll see if this one a different ending and Wagner could reach for the first time tonight. Lefty hitting DH back into the box. Three balls and two strikes. Here's the delivery to Wagner. He'll ground it right side weekly again. Second baseman Williams coming in. He's going to have to work quickly. He flips and it is just in time to get the hustling Wagner. Second baseman Williams went with the underhanded shovel and it was just in time to the first baseman Baker. Close play at first. I thought Wagner with enough speed might, because that ball didn't, wasn't hit very hard, might have a chance to beat up the throw and uh, break up this perfect game. So Imgarten in, popped up to the third baseman his first time up. Basically the only ballpark where that ball would have stayed in play, but Dayfield kept it in. First pitch misses up 1-0. and That fastball for a minute still has a whole lot of life to it, and he's gotten the running games behind on it so far through the first now 12 hitters. Into the windup now, one ball and no strikes. Next pitch is going to loop in there. Perfect location at the knees. And all Imgard could do was check a swing. It's now one and one. I think that first pitch fastball was a setup for that slider right there, low and away. One ball, one strike to Imgard, and next pitch misses low, two and one. Right-handed pitchers now back on the bump. One ball, one strike counts. You'd still have yet to have someone to reach. Here's the next delivery, and it is in there a strike. Now two balls and two strikes. Scoreboard just went out at the ballpark, but it is a two-ball, two-strike count. 0-0 score in the top of the fourth inning. Game got underway a little bit late, but now we're picking up speed. Here's the 2-2 delivery to Imgarden. It is a pitch that just missed off the outside corner. Fastball did not miss by much, but benefit goes to Imgarden. It's now three balls and two strikes. Third straight 3-2 count. Here's the pitch. It swung on, hit to left field, but the shortstop Webb is going to go out and grab it, and that's a line out to end the inning. And in five and a half minutes, the Renegades go three of three down. I think that was the longest inning at the plate for the Renegades, and still only five and a half minutes speaks to how quickly Menes is working tonight. Absolutely, no base runners. More importantly, we need some base runners. We'll head to the bottom of the fourth. Still 0-0. We'll be right back for Renegades and Bombers. 
running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Cartier can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcartee.avonrepresentative.com. Com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Riley Fulton in to lead off this bottom of the fourth inning. Jeremy Parks back out there in an inning in the third. He has struck out one, hasn't given him a hit or a run. But some interesting stuff going on for the Renegades in the bullpen off to our right. Renegades starting pitcher Brady Malpe is warming and had a little discussion about this in between innings. It does make sense because as Parks will throw his first pitch to Poulton, who's one for one, it misses downstairs to make it 1-0. Renegades, especially with the score of the Nevada game, can all for intents and purposes wrap up the wild card spot tonight. And if Malpe comes in to pitch, as the 1-0 pitch will be in there, strike one and one, you could almost clinch for the playoff spot, and then you'd still have him take off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then pitch on Monday in the wild card game. So it looks like the Renegades are looking for the knockout punch right here, right now. Absolutely, and... Uh... 1-1 pitch, hit well to center field, but Reether's got it measured up. He backs up a couple steps, then makes the catch, one up, one down. Fulton is retired for the first time tonight, and all five that have faced Parks have been set down. Boston Parks keeping this game at zeros as of right now. Gives the chance for Maltry to come in and really show off his stuff as he's probably been the Renegades' best starter this year with a 30.1 innings pitch and only a 2.37 ERA. Well, Parks gets through this fourth, asking Maltby to pitch five, I don't think would be a whole lot to ask considering we've seen him go over that number plenty of times this season. Next pitch is grounded out to the shortstop. Hopkins has got it on a bounce. His throw to first is in time, and Schmidt is retired on just one pitch. And even the way Parks is going this inning with just four pitches, maybe we even see him for the fifth, and then you could only use Maltby for the final four. That's if everything goes to plan, which, as we saw for the Renegades last night, that doesn't always happen. Absolutely. Baseball game with quick changes, but as right now, Parks, he's cruising. So uh, if he gets through this batter, no problems. I think he goes out for another one. So now back in is Shoop. He struck out his first time up grounds. This one foul. 0 oh, and 1. Might be worth it to go over and see in between innings just if the Renegades win and Nevada lose, if they can actually clinch it tonight. Wasn't totally sure, but it, w considering they're looking to use their ace right here, it would make you think that they're going for it right now. One ball, one strike as the pitch misses outside to Shoop. Renegades could have clinched last night, but they lost in 12 innings to the Griffins. Parks into his windup now. Next pitch is grounded foul. One ball and two strikes. And looking to set down Shoop for the second time. Parks would get through two and a third innings of scoreless baseball and retire three in a row here in the fourth. 
Parks has been working very quickly. Here's the one ball, two strike count with nobody on and two outs to the DH Shoop. Pitches upstairs and Herschel leaps up to grab it. It's now two and two. I'm a broken record, but I'm just so impressed with the Parks' ability to locate off-speed and his fastball almost to the spot right where Horschler sets up. 2-2 two, two pitch. It skips in there and a nice block by Herschler. So that's run at full. Parks in danger of putting his first base runner on tonight, although he did go full to Dillman last inning before striking him out. Maltby still warming up in the bullpen, so we may see him in the fifth. 3-2 pitch now coming. It is going to be swung on and fouled, and we'll do it again. That one's headed for the parking lot. Once again, the Nevada Griffins, who are showing the Renegades by two games with four to play, are losing 10-2 in the fourth. And the Renegades are in a 0-0 ball game. If a win and a Nevada loss put the Renegades up by three games with three to play, 3-2 pitch is going to be just high above the belt, and that's a walk as Shoup took the curveball. That'll be a two-out base runner as Shoup reaches for the first time tonight. That pitch did miss by much, but not enough to be a called strike three. So now Adam Webb, who grounded out his first time up, will step into the box. That was the second out of the second inning when runners were at second and third and only one out. So now Parks looking to tire Webb for the second time. But he will quickly check the runner, Shoup, who's got a pretty decent lead at first with Gerling holding him on. First pitch skips in there. The, the runner will stay put at first base. So one ball and no strike. Slight loss of control for the reliever, Parks, but still... A chance to get out of this inning relatively quickly. Get us through the fourth here at Dayfield. Scoreless, if he can do it, just two hits for the Bombers, none for the Renegades so far. One ball and no strikes. Parks comes set. Here's the delivery to Webb. It skips in there again, and a nice block by Herschler, and that runs it to two balls and no strikes. On the right side, Ott and Gorling for the Renegades. Hopkins and Imgern on the left. Everyone pretty much straight up with Corling, the first baseman, holding the runner on. Shoop just walked two outs. 2-0 pitch now coming from the right-hander. It's in there with a fastball, a call strike, 2-1. and one. Good for Parks to get back to what he, his first pitch, getting the fastball in there and uh, trying to get back in his count. Two balls and one strike. Coming set is the righty Parks looking to complete just over two innings and now throws over to first base. So far through two innings, one strikeout, one walk, no hits and no runs. Four parks came into this thing with the bases loaded and two outs in the second. Got a fly out to end that jam. 2-1 pitch now coming. It is going to be upstairs. Now three balls and a strike. And Webb now in front with the leadoff batter Hanson on deck who's been on base both times. Would you think they'd go and get Parks and bring in Malpe right here if I uh, can't find it against Webb in a 3-1 count? I see some rumblings in the Renegades' bullpen, and it looks like Malpe has stopped throwing, so I think that situation might be there. But hopefully Parks can get back in the zone and give Malpe some time to get ready for the fifth. So three balls and a strike runner on first base with two outs, 0-0 zero, zero ball game between the Bombers and the Renegades. Coming set now is the righty Parks. Webb in the box, and he'll swing and foul tip it into the glove of Herschler. It's run full as Parks came right back with a fastball there right in the zone. So now with a three ball, two strike count, and two outs, the base runner Shoup will get a head start. Gorling no longer holding him on. He plays back on the infield dirt. 
Parks comes sets. Righty Webb in the box. Three balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch. It's hit in the air to left, and that's going to get down the left field line and go to the wall. Runner Shoop was off. He's on his way to third. Just now gathered and left by Matashek. Runner Shoop is going to score as the throw comes in. And into second base is Webb with a two-out RBI double, and the Bombers are out in front one to nothing here in the bottom of the fourth. Again, the dimensions of this ballpark is giving the Renegades players some troubles and just some unfortunate luck with it getting deep into that corner in left field. Well, it looks like with that RBI double to put the Bombers out in front one to nothing, that's going to be all for Parks, who lets his last two base runners reach, and he'll give way to Brady Malfi coming in out of the pen. Renegades' ace is coming in in a must-win ball game for the Renegades. We'll be right back to see him take them out in the fourth in just a moment. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Brady Malfi into the ball game for the Renegades comes on with a runner on second base and two outs in the bottom of the fourth. Bombers just now getting on the scoreboard to jump out in front one to nothing thanks to a two-out RBI double by Adam Webb. Laced down the left field line and now leadoff hitter Anthony Hansen into face Maltby. Webb off at second base and here's the first pitch. Misses upstairs 1-0. Renegades clearly going for the knockout punch here using their ace in relief to try and carry them to a win here on the road tonight. Absolutely, and Parks did a great job of keeping this game close, but just after the first pitch, you know Maltby has a little bit extra juice behind the fastball, and uh, definitely the Renegades ace this year, and excited to see him come out of the pen tonight. Well, Renegades using Maltby in a new role, looking to snab this win tonight, and 1-0 pitch misses up, especially with Nevada losing. If the Renegades can grab this one, they move up three games or three to play. And considering he's pitching today on Wednesday, if you do play in that wild card game, Maltby could come back on regular rest for Monday's wild card game. It's two balls and no strikes. Pitch to Hanson is going to miss low, and it gets through Herschler's legs and goes to the backstop, so Webb will move up to third base. It's now three balls and no strikes to Hanson, so I don't think he'll see a lot to hit, but second run of the game is now 90 feet away for the Bombers. Pass ball coming into effect here with the deep backstop. Three balls and no strikes. We'll see what the Renegades want to do here. Third baseman Imgar not holding the runner. Webb on a third base. Here comes Maltby's delivery. This one a fastball in there. First pitch that Maltby is thrown in the zone for a strike. Now three and one. Like the idea of not conceding the at bat and going right at him, trying to make the first place hitter make a mistake here. 
Hansen back in, does not wear any batting gloves. 3-1 pitch from Malpe is fouled back, and now Malpe has bounced back to make this a three-ball, two-strike count. Now we'll see if he can get out to number three here in the fourth. The first two were retired on a flyout and a groundout. Took just four pitches, but then a two-out walk by Shoup, followed by an RBI double by Webb. Have the Bombers on the board and another runner in scoring position with two outs. So three balls, two strikes, and two outs for Maltby. Right-hander comes set, looks into Herschler, and here's his delivery. Pitch is upstairs and outside, and that's ball four. Hanson has walked, second Bombers hitter to walk this inning, and now runners at first and third. Still two outs, though, in the fourth inning. The so now Caden Williams will step in with runners at the corners. He's flown out to right both times up. Came in with runners in scoring position both times, so he's over two. See if he can come through here for the Bombers and put them out in front of this one by even more. It's a 1-0 ball game in the bottom of the fourth. Maltby will quickly glance at the runner, Hanson, and then come set. Here's the pitch to Williams, and it misses upstairs 1-0. Maltby's pitching with about all he's got, but just so far hasn't had great command yet. No, seems to, uh, that fastball's been up and away a lot to left-handed hitters here. He needs to try to get it in the zone. It looks like that's his pitch that he wants to work off his off-speed from. One ball and no strikes. Here's the pitch to Williams. He will take a fastball that just misses up and in. Didn't miss by much, but Malpe does not get the call. It's now 2-0. So runners at the corners. All of this coming with two outs. Bombers lead 1-0 in the bottom of the fourth. Here's Malpe's pitch. Swung on a miss as he blew the fastball past Williams. It's now 2-1. So now we'll see if Malpe back in the count can get just this out number three without allowing any more runs come in to score. Right-hander comes sets. 2-1 pitch coming to Williams. Another fastball and it misses. 3-1. Malpe in danger of walking back-to-back -back batters since entering this ballgame. Coach Mike, I'm sure expecting Malpe to get at least three innings in this game. So he needs to uh, find a spot and get back into this count here. Three balls and a strike. Here comes the delivery to Williams. It's slowed off left side. And the third base coach, oh, he's unable to make the catch. That's a shame because it was hit right to him, but he couldn't grab it. So now three balls and two strikes. Runner on first base. Hanson will be off and running with the pitch. Another runner on third base. That's Webb. One run in already. Renegades looking to keep it right at that as they've had their first 12 hitters retired against the pitcher Jimenez. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Three hits for the Bombers. No hits for the Renegades and a one nothing lead for Sedalia. Malpe comes set. Don't hold the runners on. Here's the pitch. It is going to miss upstairs, and they're now loaded for the Bombers. Number three hitter Jake Baker coming up at the start that the Renegades wanted for the reliever, Malpe. Need Malpe for this next batter to get an early strike. He's getting behind the count, and then he's having to work cautiously. If he gets up early, then it will give him the confidence to use all of his pitches in his pitch mix. So now base is loaded with two outs. Runners off of every base. It's Webb at third, Hanson at second, and Williams at first base. All become set. Here's the first pitch to Baker. It is going to miss slow, and he did not chase. I don't even think that's a bad pitch there. Baker just laid off of it. No, these Bombers hitters, they are being patient at the plate, knowing the Malpe isn't loading up the zone. Baker was hit by a pitch, advanced to second his first time up, and then grounded out to third. This next pitch, they say he went around, chased there, and that makes it 1-1. One one. Big comeback there for Malpe, as that was close to making it 2-0. So now the left-handed hitting first baseman back in. One hit here could really 
widen this lead for the Bombers, and especially with the way that their starter Menace is pitching, it would feel like a lot for the Renegades. 1-1 pitch coming from Maltby. It skips in there. Nice block by Herschler. It's now 2-1. Herschler doing a good job of saving the run there. Getting in front of that pitch. Uh, Maltby bounces it, and Maltby really needs to get in the zone here. It's starting to get into dangerous territory walking in and run. Two balls and a strike. Maltby just into the ball game here in the fourth. He's walked the first two batters that he's faced, both on full counts. Here comes the 2-1 delivery. It's in there with a fastball. That's one of the best that Maltby has located all night. Now even two balls and two strikes to strike away from getting out of this jam. So now let's see what Maltby has got in store for Baker. 0 for 1. Runners at every single base will force anywhere. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. A 1-0 lead in the bottom of the fourth for the Bombers. Right-hander Malpe is set. Kicks the left leg. Here's his pitch, and it misses low. So now 3-2, and two, and every runner will get a head start with two outs here in the fourth. So Malpe going to be forced to make a pitch here. Renegades deciding to go with their ace in relief, and so far it has not been easy for Malpe. He's walked his first two batters. They're loaded with two outs. Malpe a long look into his catcher, Herschler. Even longer again, still trying to find the sign. There it is, three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Here's the pitch to Baker. It's a strike and ring him up, strike three. And they will strand the bases loaded as Malpe. He rears back and finded it when he needed it. And that saves the day for now for the Renegades. So Malpe will leave him loaded and keep this game one to nothing. To the fifth we go. Renegades will have to rally. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel, sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions tommy reether in to lead off the fifth inning for the renegades and looks at a first pitch ball now swings at the next pitch and lifts it out to center field but hansen has got it measured up barely having to move makes the catch for out number one here in the fifth and a is continuing to deal through four and a third now still no hits for the renegades so I think it's just Jimenez just really executing and being, the Renegades are getting some decent contact now, but Jimenez seems to have everything working for him in his favor. So now Carter Goring will step in 
Nobody on and one out. First pitch misses low for a ball, 1-0. Going grounded out to the pitcher his first time up. Hit it right back at Jimenez, who made the play. Bombers just now jumping on the scoreboard in the bottom of the fourth inning. They lead 1-0. Corwig now back in the box, 1-0 pitch. Swung on a miss as he was late on the fastball. Now 1-1. One one. Caden Deal, the right fielder, waiting on deck. Renegades are two games up on Nevada for the last wild card spot, and Nevada's trailing 10-2 against Carroll. Next pitch misses outside, so now two balls and a strike. So at the very least, the Renegades could really almost lock in a playoff spot. I'm not totally sure if they could clinch it, but we'll have to see. 2-1 pitch coming to Goring. He'll swing and foul it off his foot. Although it goes into fair territory, it was off his foot. So now it's two balls and two strikes to the Renegades' first baseman. Gorling looks upset at himself for not taking that pitch right into left field. He was trying to pull down the left field lawn. Renegades so far on the mound have used Voss, Parks, and now Maltby, who came in, walked the first two, and then struck out about it. Didn't allow a run. And now the Renegades, I'm sure, will be trying to use multiple innings out of him and now try and get a comeback victory. 2-2 pitch, line to the right side, but the second baseman, Williams, has got it. His throw to first is in time, and two up, two down, sounding like a broken record as the Renegades still yet to get a runner on base now through one out left in the fourth inning, excuse me, fifth inning. So now the right fielder, Caden Deal, will step in. He crowded out to second his first time up. I think two of the minutes, he hasn't had a lot of at-bats where it's gone deep into the count, so it just feels like he could work all, all the way through this one. In the second inning, he had a few that went, he was 3-0 in a couple, but he kept on executing, and the Renegades couldn't make him pay for it. 0-1 pitch coming to deal has popped up left side. So now 0-2 as it gets out of play. Sun just going down here at Day Field. Tell you what, this game has picked up significantly because we only started about an hour 15 ago, and we're already in the fifth inning as the Renegades keep getting set down in order in relatively quick fashion. No balls and two strikes to deal. Here's the pitch that misses outside one and two. Hopefully we can see better work out of Malpe in the next inning, he'll have four, five, six. McGinnis, Dillman, and Poulton do up. Here comes the one-two pitch to Deal, and that's a called strike three. Well-located fastball by Jimenez, and that is going to be a backwards K for Deal. First time he's punched out tonight in the second strikeout for the Bomber starter. So Renegades go three up, three out again. Coming up in the bottom of the fifth inning is Maltby. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? 
middle of the order to up for the Bombers here in this top, excuse me, bottom of the fifth inning against Renegades starter turn reliever Brady Maltby, who's looking to have a better inning this time on the mound. He came in, walked the first two, struck out the last batter, and now will face McGinnis, who's 0 for 2. First pitch bends out of the zone, and McGinnis holds up his swing, so it's 1 0. Good setup pitch with a slider on the outside. Now it sets up his fastball for the inside portion, and I like Maltby's approach already. So one ball and no strikes. Here's the next pitch. Also misses low, so 2-0 and on McGinnis. Flowing out to right and flowing out to center. So all he needs is a ball hit to left here to complete the flyout trifecta. 2-0 pitch coming from Maltby. It's a pitch just upstairs, and he's gone 3-0 and to McGinnis. Maltby in danger of already rocking three batters. Only recorded one out so far. 1-0 ball game. Sedalia leads after four and a half. Next pitch grounded to third. Imgarden with a dive. He's got the ball. He's up with it. His throw to first. It's not going to be picked by Goring. And that gets past the first baseman. Runner will stay put at first. I think that's going to go down as an infield single. It was a very tough play and just a little bit of a short throw made by Imgarden. McGinnis is on to lead off the fifth. I agree with your ruling there. Imgarden even keeping it in the infield was impressive. And... Uh, had a chance to get it at first, but I think the runner might have been safe, even if Gorling picked it. So now McGinnis will lead off the first base bag to start this bottom of the fifth. Zach Dillman is 0 for 2 with two strikeouts, and he will step in against Maltby. I like that outcome better than a walk by Maltby right there. So instead of getting a walk, make the batter do what he's got to do, and he ended up getting a single out of it. But uh, I like Maltby's approach still. Now first pitch coming to Dillman is going to be looked at upstairs. So now 1-0. Maltby so far this inning has thrown four balls and just the one strike that was put in play. It's now one ball, no strike count. Renegades have the infield pretty much at normal depth. Going Gorling holds the runner on. Next pitch, this one finds his own. It's now one ball, one strike on Dillman. When Maltby's at his best, he's making quick work. It's not necessarily a ton of strikeouts, but he's getting balls put in play within the third or fourth pitch. We'll see if he can start to do that here tonight out of the pen. 1-1 one, one pitch to Dillman. Misses upstairs. Now 2-1. and one. I wonder how much experience Malpe has coming out of the pen at uh, at his school because he started for the Renegades majority of his time here, and that might be playing a part in this. Not enough warm-up pitches and whatnot. So now two balls and a strike on Dillman, who's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. This one lined to left, and that's going to get through and into the outfield for a base hit. So back-to-back -back singles against Malpe to start the fifth. And the Bombers have something cooking, looking to add to what is a 1-0 lead. Uh, looking right now for Malpe, obviously from Greenville, so don't know if he has any relief experience, but he's getting the shot here tonight, and it's not been a great start, although plenty of time to rebound, and the running gates only trailing by one, but he's going to have to work with runners on first and second, and nobody out here in the fifth. So Poulton now in, he's got a double and a flyout. Maltby could sure use out number one against this catcher for the Bombers. Runner at second base, that's McGinnis who had an infield single on the Dillman who just got his first hit of the night. Slapped one to left, Gorling does not hold him on. Bunt is shown and then pulled back by Poulton. It's in there called strike 0-1. Looks like Goring was maybe expecting that because he hadn't held the runner on and he was just a step or two behind the grass but Imgarn was way back at third. So we'll see if the bunt play is on again. And Coach Mike D'Amelio is telling Imgarden to come in, basically just yelling at him to move in. So now no balls and a strike. Infield in at the corners, expecting bunt from Poulton, who's one for two. Maltby comes set, checks the runners, looks back a second time. Bunt is shown. Here's the pitch, and pulled back again is Poulton, and it misses outside one and one. 
smart by the bombers here trying to advance these runners, especially with no outs. But uh, hopefully Malpe can get another strike on him and take that option away. It's now one ball, one strike count upcoming to the catcher who had the first hit of the ball game for the Bombers, excuse me, the second hit of the ball game for the Bombers. And stepping off the mound will be Maltby before the 1-1 pitch. Looks like the Griffins are on their way to getting run ruled because they trail in their game 12-2. So at the very least, if the Renegades can't come back here tonight, the Griffins won't pick up any ground, at least it looks like at the moment. One ball, one strike count to Poulton. Here's Maltby's delivery bunch shown has popped up. And right at my face, that was about as close as they come. Uh, there is the hard wire cage, so it was never going to bounce back and hit me. But, yeah, that ball was fouled off directly at me. That was a fun experience. Happy to have that out of the way. So now we know this, that this uh, gate in front of us can protect our faces. Well, like, I knew it wasn't going to hit me because I've been here before and it has happened. But I still had to just move just naturally. It's one ball and two strikes on Poulton. Multi looking to get out number, th out number one. Infield moves back. Next pitch in there. Called strike three, and Malpe's got out number one. Beautiful pitch there in a two-strike count, and Poulton not happy with himself. A waste of that bat there, and Malpe gets his second strikeout and his second-looking strikeout. I hope, hopefully, that'll get Malpe back on his normal game with uh, somewhat of a power pitcher. I would say it seems passive with his pitches, but uh, hopefully, that'll get him back just loading up the zone and trusting his defense and getting some outs here. So Nick Schmidt now in. He's got a walk and a ground out. Renegades could use a ground ball here and get them out of this two-on-one-out situation. Bombers up one nothing. Next pitch in there, a strike 0-1-1. So Malpe's starting to find the zone a little bit. Gave up singles to McGinnis and Dillman to start this inning. And now one out after the strikeout of Poulton. So Schmidt in. Lefty winds the bat a couple times before now straightening up as Maltby comes set checks the runner off of second base McGinnis and delivers it's grounded to the right side Gorling has got it he's got a play to second base and it's thrown into left field one runner will come in that's McGinnis who comes to score going to third will be Dillman up to second base is Schmidt and it's now two to nothing on the throwing error and the lead has been doubled for the Bombers tough play by Gorling there I think he made the right decision I think the only play he had was to try to get the out at second Lucky to keep it on the infield, and it's just too bad that the play couldn't be made to get it out right there. Well, yeah, Goring had to come far off the first base bag, but he really had no play at first with the hustle of Schmidt. Tried to go to second. It looked like the throw was going to be in time, but it was airmailed into left field. So no RBI. That's an E3. And now two more in scoring position as the Bombers now lead 2 to nothing, and have got Dillman at third and Schmidt at second base. Hopefully that doesn't get Maltby off his mark because he was really filling up the zone right there looking like his normal self. So into the box now in first pitch. Looked at a strike at the knees to Shoup. Walked and scored the first run of the game in the fourth inning. And Maltby gets a generous call there. Looked to be a little low, but it goes the way of the Renegades right-hander. Renegades have the corner infielders pulled in. They've actually got the, all the infielders pulled in. They want to prevent this thing from getting any more runs. 1-0, oh, excuse me, 0-1 oh, pitch just swung on a miss. Now 0-2 oh, as Shoup was out in front of that pitch and Maltby could really use a strike three right here and try and keep this 2 to nothing. Good use of the changeup right there to get the batter out in front of that pitch after a good fastball. So I would look for him to go back fastball here, maybe up and away and try to get a swing and miss. No balls and two strikes to Shoup. Here's the pitch. It's on the just off the outside corner and that makes it 1-2. and two. Fastball didn't miss by a whole lot but missed off the outside corner. So infield still in. They're coming home if it's a ground ball right at him to try and get Dillman. 
Bombers have scored one in the fourth, one in the fifth. Renegades don't even have a base runner yet. One-two pitch coming. It's upstairs now. Two balls and two strikes on Shoop. Renegades being stifled on offense here tonight after they put up eight last night. Long innings on defense, too. Might not help the bats as they uh, can't focus on hitting as they're having all these long defensive outings with a lot of base runners for the Bombers. Two balls and two strikes. Here's Malpe's pitch. It's going to miss inside, and now the count has run full to Shoop. Does have first base open, but then they'd be loaded with only one out, and Webb, who had the RBI double last thing, waiting on deck. Malpe came into the game last inning. He has had to work. He's been laboring, now having to face. This is his eighth batter, and he's only retired two. So three balls and two strikes. Lefty batting D.H. Shoop is in. He's 0 for 1, and runners at second and third in Dillman and Schmidt. Schmidt just reached on the air. Here's a 3-2 pitch from Maltby. It bends inside. That's ball four, and they're loaded again for the Bombers with only one out here in the fifth inning. Maltby has walked his third batter now in just 0.2 innings. He's only recorded two outs, both strikeouts, but he has really not had the stuff. And we'll see now if anyone will start to him up for the Renegades. Already didn't have a lot of pitchers. Now they've used three just to get through four and a third innings. Need someone to step up and go deep into this game or... Uh... Like we mentioned at the beginning, we're going to see some unconventional pitchers coming to it. Adam Webb takes a first pitch strike. It's now 0-1. Webb double down the left field line for an RBI in the fourth. That was off of Parks, who had been cruising up until that point. And that made it a 1-0 game. It's now 2-0. And base is loaded for the Bombers in the bottom of the fifth. Maltby comes set. Infield still in with everyone on every base. 0-1 pitch is going to bend inside now 1-1. One bullpen is dead silent so obviously this is Maltby's game but Renegade surely would have hoped for much more efficient results so far Maltby only giving up one run as of right now it's unearned but a base hit here could make it earned one ball and one strike to Webb here's the delivery from Maltby it is at the knees but apparently not close enough it's now two balls and a strike as that one just missed to the shortstop umpire motion that it was outside it was right on the corner good pitch by Maltby didn't get the uh Call to go to his way, though. So we'll have to come back with a strike here. Don't want to fall behind. 3-1 with the bases loaded. Maltby's already walked three. Here's his 2-1 delivery. It also misses low in the dirt. And now three balls and one strike to Adam Webb. Renegades in danger. Really starting to let this game unravel if Maltby can't find it here with a 3-1 count. So Maltby a long look into his catcher, Herschler. Renegades ace being called into action here tonight. Three balls and a strike. One out. Base is loaded. Here's Malpe's pitch. It's upstairs. That's a walk to Webb, and a run will come in forced. And the second run scored on the inning for the Bombers has a 3 to nothing. That's also going to mean a meeting at the mound with Hersh with Hersler, Coach Bexton, and Brady Malpe. Hoping that this mound visit gets Malpe in the right mind space because, you know, we need him for this game. Don't get me wrong. But even for the confidence for Monday's hopefully wild card game, you would not like to see this uh, appearance go into probably a start on Monday trying to keep the season going if we can even make the playoffs. So hopefully Malpe's confidence isn't wavering and this meeting at the mound can get him back on track. Malpe's faced six, six batters this inning. So far two have come in to score. Two of them earned. So now 
after the mound visit is concluded. Malpe will have to go to work against Anthony Hansen, who is batting for the fourth time in five innings. And he's reached all three plate appearances, a single and then two walks. Not necessarily, I think, the person you want to have to face in this situation. So Hansen will step in, the left-handed batter facing the right-hander Malpe. Infield still in, although it looks like the middle infielders are going to play a little bit farther back, hoping for a double play. Corner infielders are on the edge of the grass, though. Hansen into the box. Malpe comes set. Runners at every base. 3 nothing Bombers. Here's the pitch. It's hit well to right field. Right fielder deal going after it. Still on the run. It's going to be center fielder Reether who makes the catch. Runner will tag. That's going to make it 4 to nothing as the throw comes in. It gets away momentarily. Runner now going to second. The throw, the tag at second base. And he's out at second base. Runner did come in to score to make it 4 to nothing. But the Renegades will get two outs on the play. It's trying to advance to second base was Webb. And a perfect throw delivered by Imgur and Ott has ended the inning. The Bombers do add three, though, against Maltby and the Renegades. So we'll head to the sixth. Renegades still looking for a base runner. It's 4 nothing. We'll be right back in just a moment. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. 247.com Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy is practicing. First hit, first pitch to Colby Ott here in the top of the sixth inning is a call and strike. So now 0-1-1 on the Renegades. Second baseman, Hersler on deck, Hopkins in the hole. Next pitch, hit the center, coming in is Hansen, and he makes the catch head high for out number one. Renegades so far one out into the sixth. Still don't have a base runner as Jimenez may be having a special night on the mound tonight. You would think Jimenez having to sit down for so long with uh... – the long innings that his bombers are putting in front of him might get get him off his rhythm, but it's not that's not the case of all. There's still no base runners for the Renegades. It's four nothing in favor of the Bombers. First pitch to Hersler is swung on a miss, 0-1-1. So far a minute is five and a third has struck out two, no walks, no hits, no runs. And like you mentioned, long innings at the plate for the Bombers. Menace has barely had to be out on that mound. Every inning he's gone three up three down, and it's been quickly as it's now one on to Hersler. Pretty much every inning for the Bombers is about as long as all the innings for a minute combined. Next pitch swung on and fouled off. So now one and two. Malpe gave up three runs in the bottom of the fifth, but only two of them were earned as a couple errors aided the Bombers. So one ball and two strike count to Herschel, who grounded out to second his first time up. Here's the pitch. It's a strike called at the knees, and a fastball gets Herschel looking. 
and the Bombers fans are absolutely loving it. And someone who I have to believe is a Menace's father is absolutely cheering on his son out there who is grooving through the first five and two-thirds. Absolutely. Jimenez right now is dealing to these Renegades hitters, and uh, no one looks to seem like they can catch up to anything he's throwing at them. Hopkins looks at a first pitch strike. Oh, and one. He flew out to right his first time up. Working quickly, as always, is a menace. Oh, one pitch, grounded right side. Oh, and two. Obviously, you and I both rooting for the Renegades, but it does bring me a little bit of joy to see how engaged his spade is for his son out there on the mound. Obviously, Renegades were hoping to get to him, but he is really cheering on his son. 0-2 pitch, swung on a miss, and another cry of happiness coming from the fans here at the ballpark as the Renegades go three up, three down once again. Two strikeouts for a menace. Goes through six innings of perfect baseball against the Renegades. On to the bottom half of the inning. Renegades down four to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. After what I'm sure for Brady Malby felt like all about an eight second sit down on the bench in between trips to the mound, he is back out for this bottom of the sixth inning. Renegades trailing four to nothing. Bombers only have four hits through the first five, but they've got four runs thanks to a couple errors by the Renegades. And their starter, Arison Jimenez, has been excellent. His parents could not be cheering any louder. So I will say I'm a big family guy. I can't, I can't uh, get down on that part because that's been pretty cool to see. But obviously, Renegades through the first six do not have a base runner. So hopefully they can start to get things turned around. Malpe looking to keep this thing right where it's at. We'll face the top of this order, 2-3-4, here in the bottom of the six. Williams in Malpe's first pitch. Swung on a miss, 0-1. Job by Maltme to get Maltme to get out and head, and uh, hopefully he can turn this around. Just for the matter of fact, the confidence he's going to need into going to this wild card game. Oh, one pitch just fouled off. So now, oh, balls and two strikes. If you're just joining us, Renegades lead the wild card spot by two games with four to play, including tonight. And although they are not performing well on the field this evening, as I've mentioned a couple times, the Griffins are losing by 10 runs in the fifth. So it doesn't look like they're going to make up any ground on the Renegades. 0-2 pitch to Williams. It's a fastball just up. And that makes it one ball and two strikes. Didn't miss that spot by much. I like the location. It sets up some off-speed right here now. So one ball and two strikes to Williams, who had flown out to right twice and then walked. Leadoff batter here in the sixth. Malpe's pitch, a called strike three on the off-speed as Malpe gets a strikeout. That's his third in a couple innings, and that's out number one here in the sixth. 
Although Malby has some strikeouts, that's one of the first times I've seen him really mix up his pitches and uh, keep the batter off his toes a little bit, not knowing what's coming next. So stepping in will be Jake Baker. He's reached on a hit-by-pitch, but he sends grounded out and struck out. Looking, bats with nobody on and one out in the bottom of the sixth inning. Into the lineup now goes Malpe. Here's his first pitch to Baker, and it's snapped in there. Strike. Good movement on that one. Absolutely. Off speed, he looks confident in now, and he can work off that plus fastball because uh, he can zip it in there just like Sedalia started Jimenez. So no balls and a strike, one out. Next pitch, a fastball. That's in there, 0-2. Malpe certainly looking a lot better. Don't know what he's been able to find in between the last two innings, but certainly the command is back, at least in this inning. I think it might just be some pitches, some warm-up pitches as he's used to starting games. No balls and two strikes to Bauer. Pitch misses Los now, 1-2. and two. Malpe's working quick, too. He was ready to go on the mound before Baker even stepped back into the box. I like that. It shows his confidence, ready to get the next pitch going. One ball, two strikes, one out, and nobody on. Here's Malpe's delivery. It's a fastball off the outside part of the plates. Now it's run. Even to two balls and two strikes. Bomber scored one in the fourth, then three more in the fifth. That has this at four to nothing. They've got four hits so far. And here comes the 2-2 delivery. It's a pitch that just misses upstairs, three and two. I like that pitch. He went with his teammate, Jeremy Parts approach, trying to loop in a curveball just high. So three balls and two strikes. Nobody on, one out. And here's the delivery from Maltby. It is going to be swung on a miss, but it gets through the legs of Herschler. It may allow him to reach. Herschler's got it. His throw to first is going to be late. And safe at first base is Baker. And although credit the strikeout to Maltby, that's a drop third strike. And now a runner on first with one out. Just the way this game's going tonight, that's something about it. Everything that has gone wrong it will go wrong. Absolutely. Get a strikeout, then have the deep backstop again. Be a thorn in your side tonight. Uh, isn't what the Renegades need, but it gives them a chance to get out of this with a double play here. Well, also, at least you have the chance for some rare area if Malpe can strike out the next two and give them the fourth strikeout inning. That'd be something cool to see. McGinnis, any score to run his last time up, looks at a strike here 0-1. Seem, seems to not have faced Maltby as he's right back in there executing pitches. McGinnis reached to start the fifth inning. Looks like the scoreboard here had that down as an error. We said it was a single. I still think that was a single as this one is fouled back 0-2. So really looks like the Bombers have five hits instead of four. Four runs. Only three of them earned against the Renegades. Quickly no balls and two strikes from McGinnis as Maltby looks for strikeout number three of the inning. Although there's just one out. Maltby's delivery, here it comes. It is swung on a miss as out in front of that was McGinnis. And that's strikeout number three in the inning for Maltby and out number two. And I'll tell you what, I'll just come right, out right, and come right out and say it. I'm rooting for the fourth strikeout inning here. That'd be pretty cool. I am too. I can uh, tell you I've been in baseball all my life and never seen one of those in person, so I'm rooting for it also. Dillman in. Runner on first base. That's Baker who reached on a drop third strike. Swing and a miss to Dillman. And Malpe's stuff is elite right now, at least in this inning. His off-speed looks like what it normally does, and that's uh, that's why he's becoming more effective here. Malpe quickly checks the runner. He's been working quick this inning. Here comes the 0-1 pitch to Dillman. It's hit well to shallow left center field. Coming in is the, both the center fielder and left fielder. Matashek can't hang on, and that falls into the left center field grass. They'll rule that as an error. No hit for Dillman. And now first and second with two outs in this inning for the Bombers. With some outfielders not playing where they normally do, might have had a little effect on that. It looks like Matashak and the center fielder, Reether, almost got crossed up there, and it 
Might have made Matashak take his eye off the ball for a second and a drop. So runners now at first and second. Poulton will step in. He struck out his last time up. That was a strikeout looking for out number one in the fifth. Now with a base hit could extend this Bombers lead. Runners take their leads at second. It's Baker. Dillman at first. Baker reached on a strikeout and Dillman reached on an error. So pretty unconventional ways to reach base. Malpe comes set. Here comes the right-hander's first delivery to Poulton. It is going to miss outside a ball 1-0. Although we're behind in this game, I think uh, I think the biggest takeaway needs to be uh, no more mistakes and try to uh, clean them up for a couple of really important games the rest of this week here. One ball and no strike. Big lead off second base. Here's Malpe's delivery. Fastball hit right side into shallow right. Going out is Ott. Coming in is Deal. Who wants it? Deal's calling for it. And he makes the grab for out number three. And Malpe essentially gets out number five right there to end the inning. He strikes out three and then has a couple base runners reach. To the seventh we go in minutes is perfect. He's coming back out when we're back on the Show Me Sports Network. Renegade Shale 4 nothing. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Kreese will come to you live from the Dr. Norm Direct broadcast booth. Go riding with Dr. Norm Direct, Mid-Missouri's leader and premier group travel. Group signing from 1 to 100 or beyond, they do it all. Dr. Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, officially, and in style. So to book your spot for your next adventure, call them at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at moexpress.com. You've got three more trips to the plate to try and and try and come back from a 4-0 deficit and snap what is a five-game losing streak. And if they lose this one, they would drop to 15-23. and 23. It'd bring the Bombers to 20-20. and 20. And starter uh, for the Bombers, Arison Amenez, has perfect through six. We'll see if the top of the order can snap that skid. Matashek, Wagner, and Emgarden here to start the seventh inning. Amenez working quickly. First pitch swung on a miss as Matashek goes down to a knee. As Menes through six has struck out four, no hits, walks, or runs. Matashek is 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a groundout. Next pitch is outside a ball, one and one. The Third right time w- through the lineup, you're hoping for Renegades to uh, get him in his number here and get some base runners. 1 1 pitch to Matashek right down the middle, and Matashek took it on the fastball. So now 1 and 2. And Menes having the cheering section as always in between pitches. I think they may be starting to realize what he's got going on tonight. One-two pitch, hit to right field. It is going to get down, and the Renegades finally have a hit and a base runner tonight. It was a shallow, shallow sinking line drive to right, 
And Matashek has got the Renegades on the base pass with a single to right field to start the seventh inning. Happy to see that. Good piece of hitting right there. He went down and got that ball and uh, might give the rest of his teammates some confidence to show that this guy is, in fact, hittable. So now Matashek off of first base. Menace having to pitch out of the stretch for the first time all night long here in the seventh inning. Still plenty of work to do for the Renegades who trail four to nothing. Wagner steps into the box. Here's the first pitch. It's going to be taken upstairs 1-0. So now Menace, who yet to have a walk and any run given up, just gave up his first hit, a single to right by Matashek. Wagner in a 1-0 count now. A little bit longer look in. Here's the pitch, and this is outside 2-0. It'll be interesting to see how the base runner affects Menace because he's been pitching on adrenaline and no one allowed. And I think the catcher Poulton realizes it, too. He's going to go out and have a quick chat in a 2-0 count. Yeah, his stuff looked a little less sharp after the base runner. He might have realized what, uh, even though innings away how close he was to a perfect game and uh trying to calm him down right now and hopefully it'll take time for wagner to realize what's probably coming i'll be a fastball center cut well you see pitchers talk about it, and although they say they try to keep it out of their heads it feels like most of them start to really think about it about the fifth or sixth and a menace was through six perfect so i can guarantee you it was on his mind two balls and no strikes now to wagner next pitch fastball center cut and wagner took it now two of on you are right on the pitch but wagner keeps the bat on his shoulder so now runner on first base in Matashek. Baker holding him on. First base runner for the Renegades. 2-1 pitch now to Wagner. A looping, breaking ball, and that's in there. A strike now 2-2. Two and two. It looks like that stuff has not been lost by a menace. Definitely found it right there. Wagner needs to be aware that that off-speed might be coming again. So two balls and two strikes to Wagner. Look in. Here's the pitch. It's going to be grounded weakly, but that's foul, and it stays 2-2. Two and two. Good job to fight off that off-speed, just like I said. Uh, Wagner, he's got a good approach at the plate. I uh, look for him to try to push them into right field here to move that runner over. So once again, two balls and two strikes after the foul ball. Wagner into the box. Here's the delivery. It's swung on back up the middle, and that's into center field. Renegades have back-to-back -back base hits. Matashek up to second base. Wagner's to first. And Dulek now, but the Renegades may very well be alive in this ballgame with two hits here to start the seventh. Wagner, that's probably about the best hit ball we've seen all night. Matashek's single wasn't at all that hard, but Matashek put good wood on that one and sent it right back where it came from for a single. Yeah, Wagner did a great job of working that count and getting a pitch he could drive right up the middle. That's a good piece of hitting. Let's see if M. Garden keeps the line moving. So M. Garden in. He had five RBIs and a three-run bomb last night. One of those, he would make it a 4-3 game. He shows bunt, pulls it back. It's a ball 1-0. I like that decision as we need to chip away off of this four-run lead and try to get a runner on third for the uh, on-deck hitter, Reether. Reether on deck, Gorling in the hole. Two base runners now in the seventh with the Renegades' first two all night. They're going to throw back to second, but Matashek is back in safely. Home plate umpire making that call because we have no infield umpire tonight. So far, the home plate umpire has done an exceptional job with uh, managing two umpire spots tonight. So 1-0 pitch coming to Imgarden. Matashek was behind 0-2 before he singled. Now the pitch to Imgarden. He shows Bunt. It's going to be popped in the air, and that'll be caught. Matashek back to second. The throw's going to be made into right field, so both runners will advance. Wagner to second. Matashek to third, and now two in scoring vision for the Renegades as making a catch was a menace, but that's just a play where you got to eat the ball. He tried to hurry it, and that cost him potentially if Reether can come up big right now. Absolutely not the exact way M. Garden was thinking about it, but the same result. So it uh, gives Reether a chance to really do some damage here. My pick to click. 
So moving up to third base will be Matashek and Wagner two second after the pop out from Imgarden. Coach for the Bombers out of the mound. Don't know if they're coming to take out a menace or just a meeting at the mound. Looks like they're going to talk this one over. It is a 4 nothing ball game, but a base hit here by Reed there would get the Renegades right back into it and cut the lead in half. Renegades had been kept off the base pass for the first six. 18 up, 18 down, but now very much alive. And with their ace, Maltby starting to figure things out. If the Renegades can put some runs up here in the seventh, you might like their chances to potentially claw their way back in this one. Absolutely, especially the way Maltby pitched last inning. He looked very sharp, the normal guy we're seeing here. So Renegades need to scratch off a couple of runs here and try to get back to this ball game. Maltby essentially got five outs that last inning. So now Reether in, biggest spot of the game. Second and third, one out, first pitch taken, a strike. I don't think Reether liked the call as it was at the knees 0-1. So back in quickly, both batter and pitcher ready to go for this one. Off a second is Wagner, Matashek's at third. Infield playing pretty much normal spots. This pitch misses low and Reether holds. Now one ball, one strike. Reether wastes no time right back in the box. He's working just about as fast as Mendez right now. So one ball and one strike. Here comes the delivery. Reether swings, hits it softly. Shortstop going out. Webb, he is going to give way a diving catch by the left fielder, but he did not catch the ball. Left fielder Schmidt dove, and he signaled like he made the catch, but the home plate umpire ruled he dropped the ball, and the way he had to reach down, I think that's the right call. Bases are loaded with one out now. Honestly, I don't know what the fans are yelling about because he's having to make that call from home plate, and if you look, the left fielder Schmidt went down to the ground to grab the ball. It looked about as clear as day that he didn't hang on to it. Another thing, even in a two-man rotation, if the other umpire was here, he makes that call anyways. Home plate umpire has all fly balls as the infield umpire. Since it was a pop-up, both runners had to hold, so Matashek and Wagner stay put, but the Renegades now have him loaded on the hit by Reether, and now that's going to mean the end of the line for Jimenez, who will give way to a new pitcher. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Renegades have him loaded with one out in the top of the seventh inning, trail to four to nothing. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. 
We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Bases loaded for the Renegades in this top of the seventh inning, showing four to nothing. But Gorling steps in to face the lefty Carter Degognia and takes first pitch upstairs, one and zero. Lefty in now as the Renegades have sprung to life in the top of the seventh. They were no hit and didn't have a base runner through the first six and now have them loaded with one out in the seventh inning. 1-0 pitch coming. It's swung on a missed, and that makes it 1-1 on Gorling. Degania has a odd release point here. He drops it down a notch in what the uh, traditional way is, so it might give the Renegades hitters some troubles here. 1-1 pitch coming to Gorling. It's going to miss low now. 2-1 scoreboard here at the ballpark. Rolled error on that reether hit. I think you and I both agree. Based on where that was played, that probably should go down as a base hit. That was going to be a tough play. Diving play, in fact. So, yes, I agree. I, I think that's a base hit for Reether. 2-1 one, one pitch coming to Goring. It's swung on and foul tipped into the glove of Poltons. Now 2-2. Two and two. Harrison Amenis goes 6 and a third, strikes out 4, gives up 3 hits. So far, 0 runs, but every base runner, his responsibility. And now Carter... Degognia into the ball game. Here's the lefties 2-2 pitch to Goring. It's going to be swung on, hit to center field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. Coming in is Manischek. The wave is on for Wagner, and they're actually going to hold him up as the throw comes in. So everyone moves station to station. The Renegades are now down 4-1, and the tying run is on base thanks to Carter Goring. Good decision by the third base coach there to hold up Wagner. He would have been gunned at the play pretty easily. Well, the wave was originally on, but then slamming on the brakes was Wagner. Gorling just hit the ball so hard that I agree with you. A good call there. So now four hits in the inning for the Renegades. Anna Ron scored, and new addition Caden Deal is in with the bases loaded first pitch foul ball. Reether move up to second on the play. Wagner to third. So still bases loaded for the Renegades. A ball in the gap here could tie this thing up at four apiece. Left hand hitting right fielder deal back into the batter's box. Here comes the 0-1 pitch. It swung on and fouled off. Actually foul off the plate, then again off deal's helmet. That makes it 0-2. Good, good, this inning has gone single, single, but pop up, and then single, single, and a run scored. Wagner at third, Reether at second, deal at first, excuse me, Gorling at first, deal in the batter's box. Here comes the 0-2 pitch to deal. He takes below the knees. And that makes it one and two. Crowd doesn't like it, but I can tell you that that was nowhere near the knees. Fastball with some uh, upper velo there made sound for a good pop, but definitely not a strike. One ball and two strikes. Here comes the pitch from the lefty. It's outside. No, even two balls and two strikes as Degognia just into the ball game. Gives up a hit to the first batter. He faces Gorling, and now he's in a 2-2 count to deal the second batter he's facing. Into the windup now goes Degania. Here's the 2-2. It's outside, and now it's run all the way full, and a one more ball would force in a run and move the tying run into scoring position for the Renegades. Good at bat, at bat by deal here to make Degania make a pitch and not to walk in a run here. So three balls, two strikes, one out, 4-1 Bombers lead. Here's Degania's pitch. It is swung on, grounded left side. Third baseman is going to have it. He has one play, that's the first, and he makes it. But Wagner scores. It's now a 4-2 ball game, so successful at bat by Caden Deal. And now two more in scoring position. A base hit by Ott, who's coming up, could tie the game. Lefty-righty matchup here. This should go in Ott's favor. Third baseman to Guinness on a ball hit pretty slowly. Basically had one play, and that was to get the runner deal at first base. Everyone else advanced, so now runners at second and third. First pitch to Ott upstairs, 1-0. Otto for two with two flyouts to center. Goring at second base. He singled home a run, and Reether at third. 
Goring was sprinting home so hard on that ground ball, he almost about ran into the cage in front of us. 1-0 pitch, hit in the air, out to right, right fielder Dillman going after it, now slowing up. He looks to be under it, and he makes the catch, route number three, and the Renegades will leave the tying run on base, but not after a successful inning as the Renegades tack on two runs. They've got four hits and have cut the lead in half. To the bottom of the seventh we go. We'll stay in a stretch here at Dayfield. Don't go anywhere. We've got Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. In the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! And the lead off this bottom of the seventh inning for the Bombers. And the Renegades have found themselves right back in this one thanks to two runs in the top of the seventh inning. Pushed starter Jimenez out of the ballgame, who finishes with six and a third, gives up two runs. And coming in to close it off was Dagani as the Renegades had the tying run at second base with two outs, but they leave him stranded. Malby back out there, misses with a ball low, one and oh. As it'll be Schmidt, Shoup, and Webb. No one warming up for the Renegades, so this game will continue to belong to Malby, who looked much better in the sixth, struck out three batters. 1-0 pitch now to Schmidt, grounded weakly right side. It is going to stay fair. Gorling has got it. He steps on the bag, and that is out number one. Although Gorling fumbled with it a little bit, he was able to gain control, and one up, one down for Malpe here in the seventh. Big for Malpe here to keep Nevada right off the scoreboard after the Renegades have found some momentum. Absolutely. Malpe, I've said it again, you know, win or lose this game. Hopefully he can keep it going here so his confidence strides into a most likely start on Monday if the Renegades are lucky enough to make the wild card game. Cage Shoop in. He's walked each of his last two plate appearances. Looks at a first pitch that misses inside 1-0. and You mentioned this in between innings. Nevada losing 12-4 to in what inning? The sixth inning? Seventh? Seventh inning. Seventh inning. Yes. So looks like they're on their way to a loss. 1-0 pitch. Foul ball to Shoop. Renegades, if they can come back and win... They may be able to clinch. We are not totally sure because since the season series is tied 4-4 four to four and the Renegades would up be up 3 with 3 to play, we're not totally sure what the next tiebreaker is. So we'll have to try and figure that out as this game goes on. Renegades will have to rally, showing 4-2. Malpe's next pitch in. There are strikes and now 1-2. and two. Renegades brought Malpe into this game in the fourth inning, and he's gone two and a third, struck out five, and given up two earned runs. One-two pitch, and misses Loesch. Now two balls and two strikes to Shoop. Renegades trail four to two, one out into the bottom of the seventh inning. You see the confidence oozing out of Malpe right now, working fast, talking to Hor 
Horschler the whole time. 2-2 pitch, ring him up backwards, K. Call it strike three from Alti, his sixth of the outing. And like you were saying, he has really found the stuff here. So Shoop is set down on strikes for the second time tonight. And now Webb will step in. He's got an RBI double and a walk for an RBI, although he was thrown out trying to go to second to end the fifth inning. Now steps in with nobody out. Excuse me, nobody on and two outs and then swings and fouls the first pitch to Herschler. And I believe that got Herschler on maybe the near leg area. It goes down to his side. Looks like he's all right, though. Took the foul ball right there, and the umpire is going to give him a few extra moments. Hopefully he is okay because the backup catcher, Luke Fuller, caught 13 innings last night. So I'm sure uh, today was a rest day totally for him and uh, need Horschler to stay in this game to catch. So after a quick talk at home play with head coach Mike D'Amelio, it looks like he is all right. Umpire was giving him some time. He walked the ball out to Malty himself. <laughs> PA guy just gave a shout-out to Joe Herschler there. I don't know what for, but... We'll take it. So no balls and a strike coming to Webb. Next pitch is in there. A call strike 0-2. And Malpe a strike away from getting through a perfect seventh inning and sending us to the eighth and still a two-run ball game. Renegade trail 4-2. Here's Malpe's 0-2 delivery. Swung on a miss. And down goes Webb on the swing and miss. A beauty of an off-speed pitch. And Malpe's got it working now. His best of the night. That was nasty. Good for Malpe to get out of there. Very good inning. So now we'll go to the eighth inning. Renegade trail this one 4-2. We'll see who comes out for the Bombers looking to lock this thing down. Renegades looking to rally. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls. Group sizes from one to 100 or beyond, we do it all. Remember, we want you to write Moex Stock and Norm Direct. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions throughout the course of any game different actions stand out to different people but everyone remembers a walk-off especially if it's a walk-off wood bat handcrafted right here in missouri walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium grade maple ash and birch fully customizable to make it truly yours from the length and weight to the barrel and handle color you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty in addition to selling custom handcrafted bats they also offer a selection of bat accessories including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves to help find your confidence at the plate give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save... 
Sorry, Blake, we'll hear the rest of your commercial later because the Renegades are coming to bat, showing 4-2 in the top of the eighth inning. And new pitcher lefty Chase Carson is coming into the game. Degania goes two-thirds of an inning. That was one hit and no runs in relief of Jimenez. And now Carson looking to keep the Renegades behind by two runs. It'll be the bottom of the order, Herschler, then Hopkins, and then back to the top. And Mattis should do up. And before a pitch is even thrown, we're going to have a mound visit between Poulton and Carson. Not often something you see before a pitch is even thrown. No, Bomber's going with two power lefties here. Both of them tall, six-foot stature, good fastball. So uh, I'll be excited to see if the Renegades can handle Carson here. Herschel and Hopkins both over two, as was every Renegades hitter through their first two trips to the plate. But the Renegades really got things going in the seventh. Four hits and two runs have the back in this ball game. And when Nevada loses, Renegades can pretty much, for all intents and purposes, wrap up the wild card spot. First pitch to Herschel is in their strike 0-1-1. Can't say for sure if the Renegades have it because we don't know perfectly what the tiebreaker is since the Renegades and Nevada split the season series. Renegades could have clinched last night had they won, but they lost against Nevada. Owen pitched to Herschel, grounded right side. That is going to get into right field for a base hit, and the Renegades have their fifth hit of the game, and the tying run will come to the plate here in the fifth on the form of Hopkins. Herschel's first hit of the night. Joe Horschler just pushing that ball into the opposite field right in between the first and second baseman. That's a good piece of hitting. Waited for that fastball to get deep and pushed it right into the opposite field. Good on Joe, and uh, could give Hopkins a chance to set a hot bat to uh, push him over to second. So Hopkins facing Carson will step in as the tying run for the Renegades, who trail 4-2. to two. They were down 4 nothing after 6, now 4-2 after 7. Runner on first, nobody out in the 8th. Hopkins takes a first pitch strike, just stabs the inside corner, make it 0-1. Starter Erickson Aminis was perfect through 6. Had allowed no hits and struck out 4, but then allowed a couple, 3 of them to be exact in the 7th inning, gave up 3 runs, 2 earned. Excuse me, two runs, two earned, obviously, because there's only two runs in total. 0-1 pitch to Hopkins, misses low. It gets away. Herschel's going to try and go to second. Now we'll go back to first. Probably a smart play there by the Renegades catcher. Not great speed. Almost picked off there at first, too, if it was a good throw by the catcher. Close call, especially when you need two runs by Herschel there. So one ball and one strike on Hopkins. Matashek waits on deck and Wagner in the hole. So the big boys are coming up. Arguably three of your better hitters right here coming up in order in Hopkins, Matashek, and Wagner. So now one ball, one strike. Here's the pitch to Hopkins. Grounded left side. That thing is into left field for a base hit. Back-to-back -back hits to start this eighth inning. The Renegades are alive and will turn it over to the top of the lineup with two on and nobody out. I'm willing to say Taylor Hopkins might be the best ninth place hitter in the Mink League right now. He is swinging a hot bat, spraying it all over the field. So Jack Matashek will come in. I would assume this is the reason why they brought Carson in the lefty because now we're going to go to a bunch of straight lefties for the Renegades in the top of the lineup. And Matashek will step in. Tying run at first. Renegades show 4-2 to in the top of the eighth looking to snap a five-game skid. Pidgey Carson looks out towards the runner. Now delivers to Matashek upstairs 1-0. Matashek broke the perfect game with a single to right to start the seventh inning then scored on the Gorling RBI single. Righty batting. Left fielder tonight. Matashek now steps back into the box. Nobody warming for the Renegades. It'll be Malty back out for the bottom of the eighth. 1-0 pitch coming to Matashek. It misses low below the needs. It's now two balls and no strikes to Matashek. Figure Matashek's going to get a good pitch to drive here and hopefully far enough in the outfield to uh, score the catcher, Horsler. So now Matashek into the box. Two balls and no strikes. New pitcher Carson facing his third batter of the inning. 
Checks runner Herschler, who's dancing off a second. Here's the pitch. Matashek will take inside. It's 3-0. The throw to second, and the pitcher Carson actually deflected. Otherwise, they may have had a shot of a pickoff throw. Herschler came way off the second base bag, and the catcher Poulton fired a missile to second, but the pitcher Carson stuck his hand up there and knocked the ball down. That is something I have never seen before, but I think you're right. I think Horschler would have been gunned at second if uh, the deflection didn't happen there. At the very least, there's probably a dive and a tag. It's now three balls and no strike. You would think maybe Matishek may be taken all the way with a chance to load the bases. Look out towards second for Carson. Here's the pitch. It is going to be a call strike at the knees. Generous call there, to say the least. Absolutely. That same pitch was a ball earlier in this at-bat, but uh, Matishak's job is to be in there to hit, so uh, let's see him drive one out. So three balls and a strike. Matishak without a homer this year. Now would be a great time for number one. Carson checks the runner. Shortstop Webb is shading towards the back. 3-1 pitch, and it's fouled off, headed towards the parking lot. And now Carson has bounced back to make this three balls and two strikes on the Renegades' leadoff hitter. Ashtag did a good job of swinging at that pitch right there. It was a fastball, low of the zone, would have been a strike. So I like the aggressiveness swinging the bat. Three balls and two strikes. Nobody out and runners on first and second with the Renegades down 4-2 in the eighth. Carson comes set. Here's his 3-2 to Matashek. It's going to be grounded to the right side. Second baseman wins. Boots it into the outfield. On his way home to score is Herschler. Going to second base, excuse me, to third base is the runner Hopkins. And now the tying runners at third and first and third with no out for the Renegades here in the eighth. Some luck starting to go the Renegades' way with an error right there by the second baseman. And uh, let's hope Wagner can uh, take the most momentum and score the runner Hopkins at third right here. If that's fielded cleanly by Williams, that may be a 4-6-3 double play to get two outs. But instead it's booted. And now it's a 4-3 ball game. And the tying run and Hopkins moves up to third on the error. So Wagner in. Matashek at first. Wagner at third. Renegades down 4-3. to three, Seemingly dead through six. Now have come alive in the seventh and eighth. Carson comes set, first pitch to Wagner is taken at the knees, a called strike. And Renegades dug out with some groans, did not like that call at all. We'll tell you this though, if, if Wagner can tie this game with a ball in play, that's all he needs with nobody out, you have to like the Renegades chances because you'll take Maltby against whoever comes out of that Sedalia bullpen. Absolutely, the way he's been cruising the past two innings. 0-1 pitch coming to Wagner, he swings and misses, Chase low and away. And big here for Wagner to put a ball in play because then if you strike out for out number one, it would set up a potential double play with Imgarden on deck. Although Imgarden does have some speed, so you'd have to turn it quickly. This inning has gone single, single, and then E4 to drive in a run for the Renegades. No balls and two strikes. Carson comes set, looking directly at Matashek at first. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Wagner looks slow. He started to go. They rule he did not go. And that keeps it one ball and two strikes. He did a good job of holding up the swing there on the uh, off speed. Haven't seen a lot of off speed from Carson, but uh, has it in his bag. But I'd look fastball here. So one ball and two strike. Left hander Carson bent over at the knees, looking into the catcher. Comes set now. Runners at the corners with no outs. And here's the pitch. Wagner takes low. I think I heard some groans there by Gorling before the pitch. He does that uh, pretty much every chance he gets. And I think he's trying to get into the head of the pitcher. At least you love when the dugout's engaged. Absolutely. Back into this game, uh, Sedalia's crowd has quieted, and the Renegades dugout right now is uh, doing all the cheering in the stadium. Runner at third base is Hopkins, and runner at first base is Matashek. Nobody out. 2-2 pitch coming to Wagner. He will swing and foul it off. That's bound for the Renegades dugout. We'll do the 2-2 again. Wagner came up in a similar situation with a big runner on third last night and fell behind 0-2 and then worked a long at bat and worked it all the way into a walk 
it didn't lead to a Renegade's eventual run, but in a similar situation, Wagner showing shades of the same type of at bat, just continuing the battle here with two strikes. Carson has got the sign. He sets. Lefty will bring home the two-ball, two-strike pitch to Wagner. Here it comes. It misses low, and it's run all the way full to Wagner, and another miss here would load him up with nobody out and push the go-ahead run into the scoring position. And now those groans coming from the Renegades dugout are only getting louder. They sense that this is their time to capture the tie game or lead here in the eighth. Imgarn waits on deck. Three balls, two strikes, nobody out. Runners at the corners. Don't think we'll see Matishek go here, but who knows? Carson comes set. Here's his 3-2 pitch to Wagner. It's fouled off, headed towards the parking lot. And this at-bat continuing to go along for the Renegades walk-in. Cole Wagner sees a bunch of pitches in every at-bat. Very few times as he's up there and not sees at least five pitches. He has good plate awareness, and uh, he's looking forward to payoff for him right now. So three balls and two strikes. Nobody out. Carson facing his fourth batter of the inning. Runners at the corners, and the Renegades trail 4-3. Coming set now is Carson. Here's his three ball, two strike pitch to Wagner. It is hit in the air, out to center, not deep, but Hanson has got it measured. Lining it up is Hopkins. He looks like he wants to tag, the catch is made. Hopkins is gonna come to the plate. The throw's offline and Hopkins is in. We are tied at four in the eighth. So Cole Wagner after falling behind 0-2 gets the job done. Hopkins scores and this is a brand new ball game. Went out into the eighth inning and the go ahead run is also at first. Renegades, like you said, have to feel good with Malt, Maltby dealing right now. And uh, let's keep it going. Uh, get on them while they're, while they're starting to get cold here. The Bombers, Slim Garden looking to do something with this ball. And uh, it would take one deep into the corner score Manishak, but it could happen here. Manishak off of first base. This game nearly 4-4 tie. Renegades have got themselves six hits, all of them coming in the last inning and a third along with four runs. Here's the first pitch to Imgarden. He takes a pitch below the knees. That's 1-0. Imgarden in. Reether on deck. Renegades have new life thanks to two in the seventh and two in the eighth, and now we're tied. And Malpe will be coming back out for the Renegades in the bottom of the eighth. Imgarden had five RBIs and a three-run blast last night. He's back in against the lefty Carson. Light wave of the back elbow. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and it misses low now. 2-0 on Imgarden. Renegades have had a Herschler run scored on an error and then a Wagner sack fly to drive home Taylor Hopkins to tie this game. And Matashek reached on, aforementioned error, is on at first base. Two hits and an error so far this inning. Two balls and no strikes to Imgarn. Here's the pitch. He fouls it off left side, and that will get out of play. Not even the wacky dimensions of Dayfield could hold that one in. No, a good fastball there by Carson and Imgarn doing everything to fight it off. So now a two-ball, one-strike count. Imgarn looking to put the Renegades out in front or at the very least move the go-ahead run into scoring position for Tommy Reether, who waits on deck and singled his last time up. Here comes the two-ball, one-strike pitch to Imgarn and waits in the back of the batter's box. He will swing, line it out to shallow center field, but it won't get there because Webb makes the catch from his shortstop position for out number two. Nice grab there by the shortstop of the Bombers. Wasn't hit all that hard. It was hit right back up the middle, but enough time for the shortstop Webb to run under it. And with that being out number two, I think that will be all for the pitch of Carson as the Sedalia coach is out and pointing towards the bullpen. So we'll take a quick break with a new pitcher coming in, but the Renegades have tied the game. We'll be right back in the top of the eighth inning in just a moment. We are State Tech. 
We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy. Call them at 573-634-3983. Tommy Reuther in with a runner on first base and two outs in the top of the eighth inning. Renegades have just called the way back to tie it at four. A new pitcher Antonio Escano is in to try and keep this thing tied for Sedalia. And Renegades have Matashek at first base. Reether has a hit in his last at bat. Now steps in, and here's the first pitch to him. It's a strike taken, 0-1. Carson goes just two-thirds of an inning, gives up two hits. Did not have help on his defense with the error, but gives up two runs to allow the Renegades to tie the game. And now have six hits all coming in the last two innings at the plate. 0-1 count to Reether. Find it interesting by Sedalia to uh, pull the lefty out of the game with uh, the lefty Reether coming to the plate, but uh, we'll see if it pays off for him here. So one ball, one strike now to Reether. If I'm making the win percentages, I honestly may think it may be in favor of the Renegades, maybe like 55, because you have to think the Renegades are going to have the better pitcher in Maltby coming back out. Is this one has swung on a miss now, one and two. It's a tie game, and although there will be more plate appearance coming up for Sedalia, I'll take Maltby over anyone out of, out of their bullpen. Absolutely. The confidence he's portraying, I expect uh, dominance this next inning following. Especially now in a tie ball game. So one ball, two strike to Reether. Here's the delivery. It is going to miss low. Runner was going. Matashek is into second base, and they rule him out. Wow, what a call. I thought Matashek was in there, but they ruled it. Poulton threw him out. Webb with the tag, and that's a it's caught stealing for Matashek to end the inning, who was trying to get into scoring position. And maybe a different call there if we have a field umpire. But regardless, that's going to end the top of the eight. To the bottom half we go. Renegades now tied at four. Malpe taking them out when we're back in just a moment. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracy, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. 
Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Four-four ball game as we head to the bottom of the eighth inning, and Brady Maupi is back out after he has essentially the last two innings been dominant. He had to get five outs in the sixth due to a drop third strike and then an error on the left fielder, Matashek, but then retired all three he's faced in the last inning, and he struck out seven batters in three and two-thirds innings. This may be the best strikeout stuff we've seen Maupi have, and he's really turned it up as of late, and now the first pitch will be fouled off. And that's going to be the leadoff hitter, Hanson. So we'll face the top of the order for the Bombers. One, two, three, Hanson, Williams, and Baker with Malpe looking to keep this thing tied at 4-4. Oh, one pitch coming to Hanson. It's going to miss Los now, one and one. Malpe has got four walks so far, and three of them came against the first four batters that he faced. So now 0-1 pitch coming to Hanson. It's going to be in there a strike. Excuse me, that was the 1-1 pitch. So now it is 1-2 on Hanson. Malpe wasting no time ready to get this K right here. One ball, two strikes. Malpe looking for strikeout number eight, and it's going to Ben Lowe. A nice block by Herschler. It's now 2-2. Two and two. This game is tied for the first time since the bottom of the fourth inning. And now the Renegades have a chance with a Nevada loss to pretty much stamp their ticket to the playoffs. Don't believe it's completely over as this one misses low, so it's now full. But Renegades would then have to lose out if they were to win tonight to not make the playoffs. Maybe even clinch. We're still not completely sure because we don't know what the second tiebreaker is. So three balls and two strikes. Malpe's pitch misses low, and that's a leadoff walk as Hanson will head down to first base to start the eighth as Malpe lost a little bit of control there after jumping ahead one and two. And now he'll have to work out of the stretch with a runner on first base here. Nobody out in the bottom of the eighth. Sedili looking to jump back out in front. After uh, the long inning by the... Now one ball and one strike. Malpe will quickly glance over to the runner, Hanson, and now will deliver to Williams. Gets the bunt down. Imgarden comes in. He's got one play. He throws to first. Gorling's got it for out number one. So moving up successfully to second will be Hanson on the sack bunt. And the go-ahead run for the Bombers now in scoring position with one out here in the eighth. Nicely placed bunt there by Williams. Absolutely. I understand the idea by the Bombers, but with uh, Malpe's strikeout stuff, it... Uh... It strikes me as somewhat odd to uh, give up an out. So now Baker will step in with one out. A base hit could put the Bombers back out in front after the Renegades had just tied it. And now Baker, the first baseman, who's been hit by a pitch, struck out twice and grounded out. Baker's reached twice tonight on a hit-by-pitch and a drop third strike. Not often you see something like that. So Malpe working with a runner in scoring position will have to face Baker and Malpe will step off the mound and will Canson back to second base. Renegades just tied this game. Don't want to give the momentum right back up, especially with the Renegades looking to take the lead in the top of the ninth inning. They'll have their middle of the order, 4-5-6 due up. It's part of what ignited the Renegades rally. Now Herschler is going to go out and have a talk with Malpe. Don't think they were on the same page before that first pitch to Baker. We've seen a lot of that tonight, just uh, with both teams, too, just not on the same page. Get late in the season here, you'd think some uh, continuity would uh, 
not be a problem but uh, slow Malpy down a little bit right here and now we got the umpire talking to coach Mike D'Amelia don't know what's happening because the umpire had said something to head coach Mike D'Amelia who then came out of the dugout pretty quickly don't know what the call was maybe a thing about mound visits have the renegades used too many mound visits I don't know if that's even a rule well, in Mink League play. I was about to ask. I don't know the Mink League ruling on that with mountain visits. It did look last night in Nevada that the uh, home plate umpire did motion up to the press box where we were at after every mountain visit, maybe signaling counting of uh, how many have been taken. But Well, it looks like the umpire right after kind of said my bad, so I don't know what the official ruling is. I would be careful, though, because I would guess if you do that too many times, then you would have to take the pitcher out of the ballgame, and obviously the Renegades can't afford to do that here with Malpe. Absolutely not. Uh, their bullpen is small tonight, but Malpe is easily the best option they have. Well, Malpe has got through three and two-thirds innings of relief and given up two earned runs along with striking out seven, and he's now in a 0-0 count to Baker. Runner off second base, first pitch is going to be in there, a called strike 0-1. So a long wait for that first pitch, but it was worth it as Malpe delivers a beauty there. I don't think Baker liked that call, and he started to argue with the umpire, and the umpire was explaining that that's been a strike all night. Absolutely, outside corner, perfect placement by Malpe. So no balls and a strike. Maltby comes sets, quickly glances back towards the runner, Hanson's second. Now here's the 0-1 delivery, grounded right side, but that's foul, 0-2. Maltby with a big opportunity here to get a strikeout and keep that runner from moving up. This is when he works best, when he can work that off speed and have a few pitches to waste. Needs to be mindful of the deep backstop as that uh, has hurt the Renegades a couple times tonight, but look for him to throw some off speed and play around a little bit. So oh, no balls and two strikes on Baker, who's struck out twice tonight, looking to avoid the hat trick. Malpe and the Renegades would gladly take it here with a go-ahead run at second and one out in the eighth. Here's the 0-2 pitch and misses low, but a perfect block by Herschler. That was textbook, because if that gets by at all, Hanson's standing to third right now. Absolutely. Good job by Herschler. He's been very good for the most part, blocking those pitches in the dirt. Hanson got a good secondary there, so if that kicks left or right whatsoever, I can guarantee you he's on his way to third. But Herschler smothered it perfectly. So now one ball and two strikes against Baker. Braden McGinnis waits on deck. All becomes set. Here's his one-two pitch. It is hit in the air to left. Matashek going back on it. Alex Savitt measured up. He's under it, and he makes the catch for out number two. Runner will have to stay put, and a huge out number two. And we could be potentially looking back if Maltby gets out of this inning and look towards that sack run, giving up a free out as to part of the reason why the Bombers didn't score a run. Absolutely. He, uh, he's found it, trusting his defense to make a play. Matashek would be a good play out in left field. So now it'll be up to Braden McGinnis if the Bombers want to look to jump out in front here in the bottom of the eighth inning. But of course the Renegades have to come back in the ninth if they do. If not, we'll head to that inning in a tie ball game. This right, we may be looking at extras for another game. Feels like every other game now is headed to extras. So now first pitch coming to McGinnis. Struck out his last time up against Malpe. Here's the pitch. It's outside a ball 0-1. Malpe had struck it out. Williams, Baker, and McGinnis, all three of them in the sixth. And now looking to strike out McGinnis here in the seventh. That would give him his eighth strikeout in just over four innings of work. Malpe comes set. Runner off of second base. That's Hanson who's got good speed out there. And here comes the 1-0 delivery. It is looked at a strike, and that's on the outside corner. Slight shake of the head by McGinnis. And it's now one ball and one strike on McGinnis. I believe McGinnis was shaking the head at, at himself, expecting off speed, and Malpe blowing the fastball right by him. 
Probably a good call there because that was potentially pitched to take out to right field. A ton of room to work with over there. 1-1 pitch coming. Swung on a miss out in front of the changeup. And Mulpey now a strike away from sending us to the ninth. Runner off at second base. Hanson, he was there with one out. Then Mulpey bounced back to get the fly out of Baker. Now ahead one ball and two strikes of McGinnis. Two outs. Bottom of the eighth inning in a 4-4 ball game here at Dayfield. Malpe comes set. Here's his 1-2 pitch. It is swung on, hit in the air, left side. It's curving foul, but will Matashek have a play on it? He slows up, and that one will get over the wall out of play, and we'll have to do it again. No question that was going to be foul, but it was just whether it would stay in foul enough ground for Matashek to have a play. So we'll do the 1-2 pitch once again with good speed out second, and Hanson, who's been on base four times tonight. Any hit most likely puts the Bombers out in front 5-4. So back on the mound now is Malpe, right-handed batting first baseman. McGinnis back in the box. He's got a single, 0 for his other three. Right-hander, light wave of the bats. Waves it twice now, waiting for Malpe to come set. Now he's ready to go. Malpe checks the runner off a second. Here's his 1-2 pitch. It is fouled off, and he was late, but he got enough to make contact, and we'll do it again. Relatively straight-up defense on the infield for the Renegades. Imgarn and Hopkins on the left side of it playing in the normal spots. Second baseman Ott shaded up the middle a little bit. And Goring playing behind the bag at first. Pulled a little closer towards the first baseline. So there is certainly room to work with if McGinnis can go opposite field. And he pretty much any ground ball on that right side may make its way into right. Malpe comes set. Here's the 1-2 pitch. It is swung on hit in the air right side. And that will get out of play in this battle continuing on for another pitch between Malpe and McGinnis. Battle, you are right, McGinnis hanging in there, fouling off about every pitch Malpe has to offer. I, uh, Malpe's, Malpe's going to have to dig deep to try to find a pitch to uh, put batter McGinnis away here. He's been handed to Brady Malpe out of the panel. Can it help the Renegades ride into the playoffs for a Monday wild card game? Malpe comes set, checks the runner. Here's his one-two pitch to McGinnis, and it's fouled again. Neither player willing to give in. And this one will go another pitch. It's still one and two. Malpe just continuing to pump strikes. And everyone, McGinnis, hasn't been able to time up but just make enough contact to stay alive. For the Renegades, Drew Voss went the first inning and two-thirds, giving up no runs. Jeremy Parks went two innings, giving up one. And then Malpe, three and a third. Actually, he's up to four now, giving up three runs, two earned. So Malpe, long look in. Herster's going to lay down the signs, and Malpe will step off and fake a throwback towards the second base bag. Malty, Maltby, excuse me. I mixed Maltby and Brady there for a moment. But Maltby is on the bump. One ball and two strikes once again. Here's his delivery. Swung on and missed. And a big pump of a fist as a strikeout number eight for Maltby ends the eighth inning and send us to the nine tied at four. Renegades will be coming to the plate looking to take their first lead of the night. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business hi this is nick hoslog owner of hoslog landscape and design every day my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of 
By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Tommy Reether in to start this top of the ninth inning 4-4 ball game. Swings and misses at the first pitch to make it 0-1-1. Next one fouled off and Escano back out for a second inning on the mound. He looks to be pumping some gas in there. Absolutely. You mentioned he comes out to the Edwin Diaz, the Mets closer song, who uh, knows a thing or two about throwing for... Uh, Triple digits, so Escano uh, looking like Edwin Diaz out there right now. 0-2 pitch to Reether, swung and fouled off. That's going to head to the parking lot. Keeps Reether alive, who was up when Matashek was caught stealing to end last inning. This will be 4-5-6, Reether, Goring, and Deal. Renegades have tied this thing with two in the seventh, two in the eighth to make it 4-4 in the top of the ninth inning. Benchman Bryce Kreese will come to you live from the Dock and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. This next pitch grounded right side. First baseman Baker's up with it, and he'll step on the first base bag. One up, one down here in the ninth. And with Carter Goring coming to the plate, looking to have some magic in his bat, I want to tell you about Walk-Off Wood Bat Company. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, Walk-Off Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch. Fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. First pitch to Goring is swung out, line to right field, and that is down into the right field corner. Goring hustling all the way. He's going to turn and slam on the brakes. That's back-to-back -back hits for Goring, and that was good contact there. Maybe that was the magic in the walk-off wood bat, and the Renegades now have a base runner with one out at the top of the ninth inning. Back to walk-off wood. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood bat company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. So Goring with a single two right field. Now first pitch is a ball to Caden Deal. Deal so far 0 for 3, but at an RBI ground out his last time up. Gorling has been the key cog in the Renegades offense tonight, doing a great job of uh, spraying it all over the field and giving the Renegades a shot here to win the game and push even closer to the playoffs, if not clinch them. Escano's 1-0 pitch missed inside to run it to two balls and no strikes. Goring off of first base is being held on by Baker. Deal in with one out and Ott waiting on deck. Here comes the 2-0 delivery to Deal who will take. That's a called strike and a tough called strike at the knees, 2-1. Inside part of the plate, tough one to get some wood on, so I understand the take there by Deal. Deal, first game with the Renegades out in right field tonight. Here's the 2-1 delivery. He will swing, ground it weakly right side, and that will be ruled a foul ball because it got the foot of Deal. So now we're even two balls and two strikes. Renegades do have a runner on but they will have to score here in the ninth inning. And if they don't, they will either be walked off or will be headed to extras for the second straight night. 
On the left side of the infield, McGinnis and Webb Williams and Baker on the right side for the Bombers. Baker holding the runner on. Everyone else in pretty much normal spots. And a throw over to first, going back in time safely. So back into the box will be Deal looking for his first hit of the night. 0 for 3. Ott also 0 for 3 waiting on deck. Renegades just got their seventh hits. Here's the pitch to deal. It's hit in the air to left. Left fielder Schmidt going after it. He slows up and turns to make the catch for out number two. Pretty good wood on that one for deal, but hit almost right at Schmidt. And that's now two out in the inning. We have to opt if the Renegades want to score here in the ninth. Have an update on the Merchants and Griffin score. The Griffins have just scored three in the bottom of the eighth. Merchants up 13-7, to seven, heading to the top of the ninth, according to Carroll Baseball's Twitter page. So it looks like, uh, Carroll, if they can close it out, the uh, Griffins will lose tonight's game. Renegades with a win would improve back to three games up over the Griffins. First pitch to Ott outside momentarily gets away, but Ott will stay put. Excuse me, Goring will stay put as Ott looks at ball one. Again, we are no with the Renegades if they win here and the Griffins don't come back. Renegades will be up three with three games to play. It may be enough to clinch the playoffs, but we're not totally sure if that pitch will strike one on one to Ott. Renegades could have clinched last night because they would have won up five games and took the season series, but with the loss, it made them four and four against each other. So that's just why we don't know what the next tiebreaker is. One ball and one strike. Colby Ott in, who's over three with three flyouts. And here's the, here's the delivery. It gets away, and Goring's going to move up into scoring position. It was a ball low and outside, and it went past the glove of the catcher, Poulton, and Goring easily up to second base, and now with two outs and runner in scoring position for the Renegades. Interesting decision there by Poulton. He didn't get his body in front of him. He just tried to backhand it on a bounce, and it ended up costing him. So now Ott with a ball into the outfield could put the Renegades up 5-4. to four. Goring at second base, decent speed. Ott the... Second baseman for the Renegades back into the box. Escano will look back at the runner now. Deliver 2-1, popped up to the right side. Running after it is Baker, but that one will get out of play. Didn't want to speak too soon because I made that mistake earlier and the play was made is the dimensions here at Dayfield. There's a whole lot of room to work with and it's essentially where the first baseman Baker ended up running. He ran all the way around and behind the Renegades dugout. That, that section is all foul territory. Took a 360 to uh, see where the ball might have ended up behind us if that uh, gives anybody a indication of how deep this field goes. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, going at second. Here's the pitch to Ott, swung on a miss, it gets away, but Poulton is up with it. His throw to first is caught by the first baseman, Baker, and Ott goes down on strikes for out number three in the ninth. The Renegades leave a runner on. We'll head to the bottom of the ninth now. Renegades and Brady Malpe are going to send us to extras. We're tied 4-4, and we'll be right back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. 
When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Brady Malpe back on the mound as the Renegades look to keep this thing tied at four and send it to extras. Malpe's final warm-up pitch is delivered. And here we go. How about Brady Malpe out of relief? Rocky start, but he has picked things up as of late. Absolutely. The start that he had, I was looking over to the uh, bullpen to see if any movement was happening. Coach Mike went with him, and it has proven to be the right decision as he knew what Malpe had into him, and we've seen it the past few innings. Well, there is a pitcher warming for the Renegades. That looks like Luke Fuller down there, and I don't believe he's pitched at all this season. You mentioned earlier we might see some interesting names as first pitch swung on a miss to Dillman, and I would guess maybe as Malpe has already thrown four and a third this could be the last inning for Malpe and if this thing goes to extras we may see Luke Fuller on the mound. Oh, one pitch popped up out to the right side that makes things 0-2. Malpe seems to be wasting no time here so maybe his pitch count is a little higher than uh, expected so he's going right at him trying to get through this inning. Yeah it is Luke Fuller that's warming up. Catcher so you know he has an arm but not hasn't made a appearing, uh, pitching appearance. 0-2 just missed now 1-2. You want to double check and see if Fuller has any pitching appearances so far this season? I would guess no, but I don't want to say for sure. Absolutely. But we do have the stats pack at 1-2 pitch coming. It misses way up and into Dillman, and now we're even two balls and two strikes out of the right arm of Maltby. So now two balls and two strikes. Dillman back into the box. Here's Maltby's pitch, and it's fouled off just off the inside part of the bat. Didn't even sound like it hit Wood. Sounded more like it hit the arm of Dillman. And it will keep the at-bat alive at 2-2. Two two. Rice having to jump through some hoops just to retrieve the package just because of how they set up here is at the ballpark with the, with the beam in front of us. So two balls and two strikes to Dillman. Malpe looking for strikeout number nine in the first out here of the bottom of the ninth. Here comes his delivery. It is just up and away, and that runs at full. Didn't miss by much, but does not get the call. It's now 3-2. and two. I can confirm the catcher, Luke Fuller, has no Mink League appearances this year, and to my knowledge, I don't think he pitched in either one of the non-league games. 3-2 pitch from Maltby. It misses low, and that's a walk to start the bottom of the ninth. And Dillman will reach base for the third time tonight as the Bombers look to walk things off here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Dillman will be on. Don't know what the leash is for Malpe, how much longer they'd let him go. But Fuller has been throwing now for the entirety of this ninth inning. Highly doubt, knowing uh, Malpe, he's not the type of guy who would want to give up the ball in this situation. But at some point, you've got to look out for your player. First pitch bunt is shown by the batter, and it actually goes foul off of Herschel, and he goes down behind the plate. Hope he's all right. He may have taken that one off the face as Poulton bunted at Faust to 0-1, but now the question is, is Herschler okay? Considering our backup catcher is warming up in the bullpen to pitch this game, I sure hope, not only the fact that we hope that he's okay, because uh, Joe's a great guy, but uh, 
We need him to stay here and catch her if anything, if at all possible. Well, Herschler is now sitting up, but he took that foul bunt right off the mask, off the bat of Riley Poulton, and then immediately went down. Catcher Poulton is talking to him. I think a little bit of catcher-catcher conversation going on. There's some smiles going around. I'm sure Poulton is saying, hey, catchers, we stick together. I wasn't trying to hurt him on purpose. There is a whole lot of smiling going on, so I think after a breather that Herschler may be all right. Herschler has taken a beating tonight, just as uh, we saw Fuller taking 13 innings last night. So we know the catchers are a tough tough group that stick together, and happy to see he's up standing around and uh, waiting for this next pitch from Maltby. Both times when Herschler has went down and needed a minute, when he's came back up, the PA announcer will just say Joe Herschler, and I want to under—I don't understand why, but I think it's—I just think it's funny. Just a shout out for being tough back there. I think, well, that's maybe. that's a good point because he has certainly earned it tonight, and I would assume we'll just keep switching back and back and forth between him and Fuller, as once again Fuller still warming in the bullpen. And Malpe now on an 0-1 count. We'll see if Poulton shows bunt once again. He's 0 for his last three, but doubled his first time up. Runner at first base, that's Dillman. Malpe comes set, infield in at the corners. They're expunting, but it's shown and then pulled back. Pitch misses up high, so now one and one. Malpe so far, four and a third has struck out eight. He's walked now six batters to give up two hits and two earned runs. That's kind of wild. He's only given up two hits but walked five. That's really been his problem, just... The command has been sporadic at times. When he's been on, he's been great. 1-1 pitch, bunt shown. It's gotten down. Imgarden has got it. It will roll foul. He'll let it roll foul, and that's a heads-up play by Imgarden because that may have allowed the batter Poulton to be safe at first base. Heads-up play right there. It also puts two strikes on, so it takes the bunt away. He dropped his glove like he was going to go down to get it, and then I realized, he, I think he realized at the same time that that thing was taking a hard left turn for the foul line, and not only does it make it two strikes, it would have been a tough play to get the hustling Poulton, and now... And we'll see if Maltby can take, take advantage. That's a heads-up play by Imgarden. So now Maltby in a 1-2 count. No more bunt with two strikes. Infield playing back. Here comes the delivery. Bunt is shown. It's gone down. It's got down fair. Maltby off the mound. The throw is over. It is in time. Gorling got it. The runner moves up into scoring position. That's a, a gutsy play right there with two strikes put down the bunt. And with the infield back, I think that's part of the reason why Poulton did it. And he got it down fair. Always recorded for the out, so the same as if he would have done it with no or one strike. But now the walk-off run is at second base. Gutsy play did pay off for the Bombers there. Balpe needs to dig deep and try to get out of this inning. So Nick Schmidt's been on twice tonight. A hit here could walk this thing off. And now head coach Mike Demille is out of the dugout. Is he going to go take the ball from Malpe and bring in four with the running run at second? going to wait and see and see if this is just a mound visit. Four has not emerged from the dugout, so this could just be a situation where he's asking his guy, hey, are you good to keep going? I'm going to assume the pitch count's getting up there, and, uh, you know, Coach Mike's thinking about the playoffs here if he does end up pulling him out, but it looks like it's just going to be a conversation, so it looks like Malpe's going to stay in this game and uh, have a chance to close out at least the uh, regular portion of the ball game. So runner at second base, Ed Stillman. He just moved up to there on the sack bunt. And Nick Schmidt will step in. Looks like the umpire is going to go out there and break up this conversation. Malpe will be staying in this game. Just looked like a conversation among Malpe, the catcher, and the whole infield. Maybe talking a little bit over here. Don't think it'd be the worst idea to put Schmidt on and then set up a double play. But Renegades will not do that here. I guess then if you do put if you put Schmidt on and set up the double play, then with Malpe, who's been wild with command, all it takes is two walks to lose the game from that point. So I've talked myself out of that decision. 
So runner on second base with one out. Malpe was in this situation last inning and got out of it. Schmidt into the batter's box now. Here's a delivery. First pitch right down Broadway. That's a strike 0 1. Again, to that last point you made, also the uh, chance of us hitting a double play with some throwing errors already. Uh, it has happened a bunch this year, but too risky for my blood. So no balls and a strike. Malpe checks runner, now delivers. It will bend just below the knees. Couldn't catch the outside corner. And it's now 1-1 one one on Schmidt, who grounded out his last time up. Reached on an air and scored a run in the fifth. Maltby with a smile back there to home plate. He really wanted that curveball to break in there for a strike. Renegades have the third baseman, Imgard, all the way over towards the second base bag. Actually, no, that's Hopkins. His pitch misses low. So now it's two balls and a strike. The batter, Schmidt, was blocking the third baseman, Imgard, so I thought they had a shift going. But now I realize they're playing pretty much normal spots. So two balls and a strike, one out, 4-4 game in the bottom of the ninth inning. Sedalia looking to walk it off and improve to 20-20. Twenty and twenty. Malpe will check the runner, and here comes his delivery to Schmidt. He swings, lines it to right field. That is down a base hit. Right field, Deal is up with it. They are going to hold the runner as it was hit so hard, and that's a good decision because Deal would have gunned him down. But now the winning run is 90 feet away with one out as Schmidt singles to right field. So good for the Renegades. The run doesn't score, but bad for the Renegades. Now a ball in play could walk it off. Definitely the right decision is that was on one hop directly to Deal, and we already know he has an arm. Absolutely. Gilman would have been a dead duck. That's about the second run that Deal has saved tonight because of his throw back into the infield. So Deal, first game tonight as a Renegade and uh, got a healthy arm getting it back in the infield there. So head coach Mike D'Amelio looked like he came out of the dugout don't think anything is being changed our runners at the corners infield is in run here wins this game 4-4 bottom of the ninth first pitch to Shoop is looked at outside 1-0 so Malpe looking to pull the rabbit out of the hat and send this to extras but he's gonna have to strain the winning run who's at third and there's only one out and I would guess to stay out of a double play Schmidt will probably go in motion here because you can't throw down to second base seems like an easy enough decision for the Bombers growing does hold Schmidt on at first base here's the 1-0 pitch grounded right side but that's foul one ball, one strike now. Malpe also very careful here not to throw a pass ball in this game. That would uh, that'd be a tough way to lose this one as the Renegades have came back and tied it. Shoop has gone strikeout, walk, walk, strikeout. Ball and player could potentially end this game. Infield now back a little bit more against the lefty hitting D.H. Shoop. Adam Webb waits on deck facing Malpe. One ball, one strike, one out. Runners at the corners in the bottom of the ninth, 4-4 game. Here's the pitch. It misses outside. It's now 2-1. You do have a base open, but Malpe's already got five walks. So if you load him up with one out, you're asking for trouble there. So two balls and a strike now. Need a strikeout, a pop-up, or a double play. That's asking for a lot, though. But take a ground ball pretty much right at one of the infielders. Malpe comes set. Quick glance towards runner. Here's the 2-1 pitch. It's grounded foul to the right side. And now Maltby, who has eight strikeouts, just needs one more here against Shoop to give him a chance to get out of the inning. Is one out. Run here wins the game and sends the Bombers home happy. Renegades looking to avoid loss number six in a row. And the most crucial point of the season, looking to lock down a playoff spot. Malpe is digging deep here, talking to himself, trying to push him through this last inning. 2-2 pitch to Shoop. It's lined left side foul. Good wood on it for Shoup, but he was very late. This would be some sort of magic act if, if Maltby can't get out of it. And even if he does with all the pitches, you can pretty much mark it down that this would be it if he finds a way to send us to the 10th. Absolutely. Make sure he's got enough energy for the hopeful Monday wildcard game. Well, the Renegades have been given a gift that the Griffins lost, so 
At the very worst, they'll still be two games up with three to play. 2-2 pitch coming to shoot. He grounds it to the shortstop. Hopkins dives. He can't get the ball. And that's into the outfield. That'll walk him off. And the Bombers win it 5-4. Don't think they would have turned two anyway because it was hit too hard. I'll write that down as an infield single for shoot. And that's a walk-off final score, 5-4. Coming in to score from third was Dillman. Hopkins stole but just could not get the ball. And credit Renegades release pitcher slash starter Brady Malty, who goes four and two-thirds innings. Gives up three runs in the walk-off, but he gave the Renegades just about everything he had tonight. Absolutely. He was digging down deep, talking to himself, trying to get himself amped up for that pitch. Executed, it was just a better piece of hitting to end this game. Good hitting, like you mentioned there, by Shoup, who walks it off. So Malky will take the loss, went four and two-thirds. Strikes out eight, walks six, gives up four runs, three earned. And on the other side, the winning pitch will go to Antonio Escanza, who goes inning in a third, strikes out one to go with one hit and no runs. Renegades did show a lot of fight late in this ballgame, especially in the seventh and eighth after being per perfect game through the first six. To come back at least shows that there is some, despite all the bad things that are going on right now, there is still some fight in this ball club. We talked about it last night. You have to try to look for a bright spot in these losses here, and last night the bright spot was basically on the shoulders of Cole Wagner, and tonight I think the bright spot is being no hit into six innings can be tough, and then they come back and tie the ball game. Maltby looked amazing. You trust in him to be ready to go on Monday if they can make it, and hopefully we get a win tomorrow to push ourselves closer, and a lot of fight in this group, and I like what I saw tonight. So seven hits total for the Sedalia Bombers against the Jefferson City Renegades. Seven hits and five runs to win this thing five to four. Renegades, like I said, had the four runs, and they had three, four. They had seven hits as well. All seven hits coming in the final three innings. So they showed a lot of fight. Brady Malpe takes the loss. Antonio Escanzo gets the win. And we'll just with a road game, won't have too long of a post-game show. Renegades are walked off for the second straight time. This one does not go extras but still another long affair here at the ballpark. Although, just about, considering we had about the 25-minute delay, just about three hours from start to finish, and Renegades had to use Drew Voss, Tommy, or excuse me, Jeremy Parks, and then Brady Malby. So did just use three innings to go eight and a third innings, and the Sedalia Bombers used four. And we do have to talk about, I think, although he doesn't end up getting the decision, Arison Amenis, the first six innings perfect, finishes six and a third, four strikeouts and two runs. I mean, he, he was very deserving of a, of a win here tonight. He was excellent. Jimenez, for me personally, has been the best mink league performance coming from a pitcher I've seen all year. Absolutely nasty. All of his stuff was working. His fastball, definitely a plus fastball, and was giving the Renegades a lot of trouble. So shout out Jimenez for the Bombers here for an incredible performance and uh, deserved the win tonight, as you said. Couple key players for the Renegades on offense. Taylor Hopkins had a hit, scored a run. Same with Joe Herschler. They got it done from the bottom of the lineup. Carter Gorling had an RBI single that brought the Renegades closer in the seventh. Cole Wagner sack fly after being down 0-2 in the eighth. Just a couple of the good at bats the Renegades they, that they put together tonight. Just not enough, although they clawed back. Do want to say though, Nevada did end up losing, correct? So Renegades still stay two games up with three to play. So still very a whole lot to play for. But now two tough games against Joplin at home tomorrow and Friday. Absolutely, Joplin, the number one seed in the South here, coming into Jeff City. Renegades could have to dig deep and try to find some wins here. You would hate to have your playoff season end up going into Chillicothe, a road game, a long road trip. So two home games tomorrow. Hopefully, getting home should be pretty. Pretty big bullpen for the Renegades because tonight with only using three pitchers. So 
hopefully we can dig deep, get a win at home, and uh, get ready for Monday. Well, that's going to just about do it for Bryce and I here tonight. It was a lot of fun once again to bring this to you, especially in the seventh and eighth when the Renegades really got rallying. We've had some good games. We've done four together in the two in Nevada. Last week were close ones. Last night, one extra innings, and then tonight, walk off in the ninth. We're only one and three together, but a lot of good games, and hopefully that continues into the home games and then Chillicothe on Saturday. But for everyone listening, thanks for spending your Wednesday night with us. We'll be back on the air. The Show Me Sports Network will have Renegades and Outlaws for you just before 7 p.m. tomorrow night or come out to the ballpark and join us at Vivian Fields for some fun with family and friends as the Renegades look to power their way into the playoffs. For Bryce Creasel, I'm Ben Schmidt. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening, everyone, and take care until we talk to you next. All right, this has been Renegades coverage on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Cartier. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.